0: Welcome to episode 237 of the Overlook Hour. I am your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the Bitcoin man himself, is Randy Michael (laughs) Stan.
1: That's me. uh, That's also a plug for the three friends where I uh, talk about how much Bitcoin I may or may not own. (laughs) Randy, if I'm very honest, I don't know if you talked about anything when we were on the three friends yesterday. Well, whenever I try, you guys talked over me, so that's why. That is for the bit for comedy. (laughs)
0: okay sometimes randy you have to serve the greater good sure
2: and that is taking one for the literally i think you would ask randy a question and then he'd answer you talk over (laughs) what can i
0: say we've got a great right tap tap (laughs) russell john fisher's also here hi russell
2: i don't get a cool intro Randy over here is the Bitcoin bandit And I don't get nothing Well because nothing. Uh, let's be honest here
0: You're riding his Bitcoin tails dude oh, I know
2: Randy was ahead of you He's ahead on the blockchain Randy Randy was in on early We're the blockchain gang bro That's right You're in late Yeah I am And I'm just in another
0: room <laughs> <laughs> Grandma's in
2: the corner You're over there with your GameStop stock I wish <laughs> I would've dumped that the
0: day it went crazy <laughs> you kidding me Dude Several <laughs> thousand people made life-changing money that day. Yeah. That's crazy.
2: A lot of people did. Yeah. That's why I've said it at several thousand. That felt good to me. <laughs> I know. It, it was weird thing. 10,000 people? I mean, fuck. We're doing a show, man. I
0: don't know. They crashed Reddit. Pump it up. Oksana Valerian Osachi is also here.
2: Oksana, hello.
3: Hi. How are ya? Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: you? Oh God! You stole it, too. God. What are you... Little Miss Lynch over there. Well, that's how I—that's how I said hi on the three friends. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I took it because Brandon wasn't there and I missed him. Also, Oksana's on a tear today. I
0: know. <laughs> mean. I know. We were setting up. False. And then you came in this room. You stormed in here. <laughs> Russell said, "Where have you been? <sighs> Would you get watering my computer?" Then you walked across the table. And you went, God damn it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I left a fucking soundboard. I don't know what was happening. Man, (laughs)
0: explain yourself.
3: I I like to swear, I guess. I didn't realize how often. It was
0: a little scary. We were a little taken aback. I know. We were not taken aback with the entertainment that was provided To us by our guest this week, (laughs) Colin Johnson joined us for the second time on the show. As we looked up while we were talking to him uh, in the interview, because we are good interviewers, we had spent 10 minutes trying to figure out when the last time he was on the show, which was two years
4: ago. Yeah.
0: Episode 142.
2: Oh, I would have guessed three. I
0: think it was 142 because I think 143 was the one we lost. What? But Why, it could it, be
2: one thirty. It, it really burned it, into your memory that bad. It could be the. It could be. I could be one off though. So. One forty three was uh, Ellie Canna, Callahan. L Callahan. Wait, we're way wrong. But oh, it, he's one forty two. Yeah, one forty two. There we go. Yeah, but in the doc it said uh, that the one after that was lost.
1: Yeah, you're right. I don't know what that was though.
0: Randy, you got any recollection? Uh, no, what there's a document
1: really? that has all this stuff on it though. <laughs> You're about to
0: write the document I want no information in the document uh, I
1: don't know
0: You know when you can't trust the record keepers Who can you trust? Wasn't there Who's watching the Watchmen?
3: <laughs> one interview that got lost ever? No
0: There's a Are couple you high. kidding me? What, how much alcohol have you <laughs> had today? We've lost 10 th- Also yeah, lost Then one. before Okay this interview By the way Colin was great We'd love to have Colin on at any time Colin I apologize for the lack of professionalism that happened uh, today, because Russell showed up higher nah. than an astronaut. You come in here, you futz it around with the soundboard. Then Oksana brings <laughs> in a bottle of champagne, and then you open it up like y'all won
2: the goddamn World
0: <laughs> Series, and everything goes everywhere.
2: Yeah, it's spring break, baby. You nearly blew out my eardrums. <laughs> a UFO came. Oh, well, disclaimer.
0: Now, Russell, you say that you say this in jest. We do not know what that noise was that happened. And when you listen to the intro,
2: I'm legitimately upset. Randy, I'm sorry. I, he would have cut that whole damn thing out if I didn't tie it into the intro now. Randy, this you would have cut that out. Also, let
0: me be known this. <laughs> what? Let me be known this. Let it be known that Randy Michael Statt edited out two things from last week's interview. Number one, he edited out Oksana's meltdown. Oh, she had a meltdown? <laughs> no, she like couldn't read the thing. Oh, yeah. And then I butted in and said, Oksana, you're doing you're great. great.
2: <laughs> yeah, all that got cut out. And then Randy cut out my great rant that I did about no, paper straws. No, no, you no. Know, I talked to Randy, and uh, he didn't want to cut it out, but we were getting sued by Tim Dillon because you were plagiarizing him. Incorrect. Randy, cut that
0: out. (laughs) Leave everything else in, but cut it out. You beat me to Mr. Coulier. Before we get to Colin. Colin Coulier? Oksana, you've got three minutes for your segment. (laughs) Start the timer now
3: the mental timer no one you, did anything see <laughs> what, just
0: show, you have no regard for time whatsoever
3: <laughs> I don't I guess no she doesn't <laughs> do
0: y'all play like timed board games you have to be the worst at those things who
3: play? what timed board I games I don't know you
0: get a little thing of sand and you do it
3: <laughs> no no we don't
0: trouble <laughs> and that the one chess I don't play that Russian bullshit bro I, me neither Plus, I I never finished that uh, show, and I've got... T- literally, I have 15 minutes left in the Queen's Gambit. Could not give a shit how it <laughs> is. I literally have 15 minutes left in the whole show. Not going to finish it. All right. Randy, your thoughts? Fuck that show. <laughs> Oksana, continue.
3: <laughs> All right. Uh,
2: so this... <laughs> What? What is wrong with you? You
3: I thought you choked.
2: (laughs) And you apologized?
3: I thought I made him choke. Alright, so this. (laughs) Brandy
2: cut this out.
3: This Friday the 19th, the fear footage 3 a.m. Will be sent out to everyone who pre-ordered it from thefearfootage.com.
2: It's 3 a.m. I must be lonely. Which
3: you you can still pre-order. It should be shipping this Friday, the 19th. Um, That same day, phobias will be coming to VOD.
2: All of them? Yes. Oh,
3: God. I have so many.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Women, water, snakes.
3: (laughs) So five dangerous patients suffering from extreme Not phobias. Of <laughs> suffering from extreme phobias at a government testing facility are put to the ultimate test under the supervision of a crazed doctor in his quest for weaponized fear. Fuck yeah. To weaponized fear phobias. Um,
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I thought this was a show originally, but so that's going to be out Friday the 19th. Oh, yeah That yeah. same Friday Slacks
2: <laughs> A
3: horror comedy is coming to shudder. I think it is about a possessed pair of jeans.
2: What the mm-hmm. hell? Oh yeah. It's like the invisible man.
3: A possessed pair of jeans is brought to life to punish the unscrupulous practices of a trendy clothing company. Wait
2: let's what's the gender of the jeans? Can we tell? You got a bulge? It's, it's the gender of the jeans. That looks like a man butt. No, that is. That lady could town.
3: be a boyfriend fit jean. I don't can't.
2: can't, can't, can't. That's a man butt. I
0: don't know. That is not a man butt, dude. Why did
3: they add the panty lines to this movie poster? As they did?
2: Yeah, there's panty lines, bro. Oh. Yeah, lady. I don't judge what he wears, okay? Oh, there are a couple. Those look like boy pants, though. Does that say SS on the back? It does say <laughs> SS. Just
3: be long. Oh.
2: Right. oh, my God. Okay.
3: <laughs> so that's going to be out on Shutter Friday, the
0: 19th. Which is the day before my sister's birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Virginia, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Have I gotten you a present yet? No. But will I? Maybe. I mean, let's talk about the present that I give you every Saturday when I call you and your children. <laughs> How about that? Let's take that into account. How many uncles are doing that? Let me tell you, probably not that many. What do I do every day? every Saturday, 9 o'clock, clockwork. It's true. Thank you so much. I hear you. Also, he does ask about Russell every week. Oh, really? Tell him I'm boring. And I only <laughs> say he's sleepy. <laughs>
2: that's true. <laughs> I always wake up and get worried. I'm like, fuck, Clark's he would, on the he, phone. Would, he would flip out if he saw you. Why?
0: Because he asked about you. Because I said your name one time, and oh. that's all it takes. Yeah, children
2: like me. Yeah. But does Russell do? It. I get nervous about him. I, was, I I treat him like little people. I don't so know. So he does me. he
0: does a great little demonic voice. Oh, it right. kind of sounds like uh, Donald Duck. It's sort of like this. <laughs> but he does a, he does a real good job, and uh, I made him the other day say, uh, "Hey, Olin, say it's a lovely day for an exorcism, Father," and he kind of got through it. And my sister oh gave no. me <laughs> such you should
2: have recorded it. I know.
0: That's so good. Said, well, she,
2: fu- got, dude, she got so mad at me. You might hear me, but we could fire Creepy Clark and just hire your cousin. I'm sorry, wild <laughs> No. That was a good impersonation. I know. I'm very. I good. know. <laughs> you, you, I was worried.
0: I'm telling you anything else.
4: Mm-mm.
0: For any questions, queries, concerns, or comments, please direct those at podcast at Google Play, iTunes, the other one. Find us, like us, comment, tell a friend, tell an enemy. It's not any of my business what you do on your own personal time. The Overlook Hour is available on YouTube as The Overlook Hour. The Overlook Hour is available on Instagram as The Overlook Theater. And The Overlook Hour is available on Twitter as The Overlook Hour. Find us, like us,
2: comment, tell a friend tell an enemy, Randy.
1: Am I closing this section out too?
2: (laughs) You're opening it up, baby. Randy, you've always closed this section out.
1: That's true. Uh, I've got nothing to say. Have a good day.
0: mom and then back at the man i quickly
2: realized why mom looks scared (laughs) that was your best timed thunder thank you for the worst sentences we've ever had oh don't blame me blame reddit i uh i completely forgot that i had put a post up in the two sentence horror story subreddit and uh yeah a couple people replied This was the better of the two. Really? Yeah. What what about the bad one? (laughs) Here's the bad one. Okay. Now, there's no punctuation. So technically, I don't think it would have qualified. But um, it goes, why ask my mom as she pulled the trigger in my head? (laughs) That's it?
4: (laughs) That's the entire. That's it.
2: (laughs) There's not even a period. do, Do it one more time. Why ask my mom as she pulled the trigger in my head? That's it got not... two upvotes. <laughs> <laughs> two upvotes is pretty good. <laughs> there was another one. <laughs> so there were three. That was the second one. The one you read was the third. The first one was a demon. <laughs> what? A demon. That's what they submitted. Uh. A DEMON. Demon. No capital letters. It's not... Also, two (laughs)
1: upvotes. That's a two-word horror story. (laughs) It's it's
2: pretty good, right? (laughs) I'm
0: (laughs) starting to think maybe we shouldn't look at Reddit anymore for suggestions on
2: two-sentence toss Yeah. That's probably a good idea. All right. Thank you. I'm going to leave on a high. I don't think he likes us uh, anymore. Demon, <laughs> creepy left, kind of like oh, I don't know. Gosh. I can't tell if it was cool guy or if he was like mad. Uh, well, he's
0: going through a lot. I think he just doesn't want to hang out with us. No, no, no. His his landlord is uh, raising the the rent downstairs. So <laughs> that's
4: <laughs> bullshit. Yeah.
0: This economy, I know, right? <laughs> he's like, I don't have any income. Yeah,
2: we don't pay him anything. I don't know how he's gonna work it out, but.
0: All right. Uh, What's going on, everybody? So, uh, is it Monday? Yes. No. Nope. Nope. To- it's
1: Tuesday again? Oh, it's yep. We did night. a show yesterday. Oh, yeah.
0: oh we did yesterday. Tuesday
2: again? Man. Wait,
0: I did the, whole- the
1: same thing
2: last week. Yeah. But <laughs> it was Monday again. Oh. Freaking me out with that. You thought it was Monday, but then when you found out it was Tuesday, <sighs> you said again. Because last week I did the same thing. I know, but the implication we without We stuck that in context, a weird loop. I'm, yeah, that was my point. <laughs> uh, yeah, last
0: uh, last night we went on the three friends go criterion. Well, sometimes they go
2: criterion. <laughs>
4: mm.
2: I
0: think, is it just the three friends though? Or they even say gro- go I'm criterion? I'm pretty
2: sure there's four friends and they're not very criterion. What? <laughs> they, they don't go criterion very often. Brady, you know, Russ gummed up. Russ uh, yeah, I can up. tell. Nah, prove it. Fucking give me a breathalyzer,
1: <laughs> <laughs> weed breathalyzer. Dude, that'd be pretty good. No, I got the vaccine. Completely unnecessary.
2: It's like fucking with me.
0: You got the you got the vaccine, bro. I'm on a list somewhere. Are you?
2: Yeah, I said. Wait up. for the vaccine or yeah
0: neighborhood watch. <laughs> neighborhood watch. <laughs> you're the one keeping. You're the one making me keep this mustache, bro. Oh, I know. That is a red flag. Let me tell you something, though. I groomed it up today. It's looking nice. Yeah, I think it looks good anyway. I, I, Randy, I tell you, I got the edges. I got a little scissor, and I just made nice little cuts right there on the lip line. It's Looking sharp, baby.
1: Nice. Cutting your own hair and your own mustache now.
0: Randy, it's, the, you know, Pandemic Clark is... Uh, you got to, dude. I'm out there. I'm learning. Okay? Now, the problem with my uh, clippers is that... <laughs>
1: You also use you're them on your balls.
4: Randy.
0: Oh, no, God. No, I got, I got, Whoa, Randy. Yeah, what the <laughs> hell? We've been t- for 10 minutes. You're getting all blue.
1: Randy <laughs> 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 after dark, baby. Oh, God. <laughs>
2: it's not, it is it's
0: dusk
1: at best. This is dark, this is dark,
0: dark? for
2: me. It's late. <laughs> Randy after dark would be rad. Hell, I love yeah. that. It would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Welcome back to rad. <laughs> all right. No, do it again. Wait, do what? Say that again. Randy after dark? Yes. Oh, welcome back to Rad? Yeah, but do it in the voice you did. Oh what'd I do? Okay. Uh welcome back to Rad. Oh god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Not worth it, but still I'm happy with the flight. If I was sober, I would have saw that coming.
0: What was I talking about? I was on Rad. A, I was making a point.
2: Randy going to bed at dusk.
0: No. I can't I remember making, either, actually. I was building towards somewhere. Oh, hair. And- Yes,
2: thank you. Yeah. All right. You know what? Gum up before What's the hippie song about hair? That long, beautiful hair. I fucking hate that song. What? Alexana knows.
3: It was in an episode of The Simpsons. Yeah.
2: Oh, right.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Reverse guitar. (laughs) Oh, dude. That'd be Lynch. It would be Lynch. (laughs) That's my new adjective. This is going to be the anti guitar. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> the entity, you idiot. <laughs> well, you'd get in trouble if you tried to like coin that phrase. What? Like if something was weird, like you're walking down an alley and the light starts flickering and you look at your friend and you're like, that was Lynch. <laughs> I feel like the, you could get canceled for that shit. Well, in the I wrong mean, situation. Lynch is a word that's got a couple different connotations. Well, in the film community, it's hack. Like to call something Lynchian. It's so like overused. I feel like you could transition in a regular conversation. Well
0: yeah, it's the same as, you know,
2: Orvellian Yeah. People yep. saying that all the time. I think those those are uh-huh. those are
0: two. Well, I, I think uh Kubrickian is oh, a big one. Yeah, that's Kubrickian's cool. a big one. Uh Hitchcockian obviously is oh, another big God, they one. they keep coming now. Um You're good at this. <laughs> I would say, you know, Michael Bay and Nobody <laughs> Um, you got nothing? No, I was thinking I couldn't. Know.
2: What the hell is that? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. Go to YouTube, you'll see it. Wait, what are you talking about? Huh? <laughs> what are you talking about?
0: Who's the guy? Um,
2: who's the boss? Great Joe.
0: Who's that crazy like Danish director? Who? Uh, no, I think he's Austrian. Uh, uh, uh U- Uwe Boll. Oh, Uwe?
2: He's I was, German, isn't he? Or I, Swedish?
0: Yeah, What is he?
2: Randy. Oksana. I, I think have no he's idea. Oh, well, I, I, it was he's either... UWE. Yeah, he's either German or Swedish because I know they reversed that German. law. Okay, he's German. Wait. Did they list him as German restaurateur? <laughs> Uwe Boll?
0: <laughs> what? Uwe Boll's a German restaurateur and filmmaker. He financed his own films through his production company's Boll KG
2: what the hell please look up uve bowl's restaurants dude i was for sure thinking you were talking about tom six at yeah. first and i couldn't tell who who sent me I that got video? stuck on uve bowl and i couldn't pull his name
3: james dobbins jones
2: oh james yeah he yeah he shared some youtube video where um tom six is talking he's like answering all the people who are hounding him for his new movie
0: Oh, dude, that movie's supposed to come out like two years I ago. I know,
2: and that's, yeah, that's what he's answering. When is it coming out? I don't know. I didn't I didn't make it through. Tommy.
0: He
3: can't find any distribution, so not for a long time.
0: What, but it's done? Okay. I think so. It's got oh. reviews. All right, I'm learning a lot here. Uh, following his retirement from filmmaking, Bull entered the restaurant industry. He retired? I, we, well, the film world needs him now. Well, they, they, <laughs> they paid more more th- More than ever. His desire to become a restaurateur came from his own love of fine dining. <laughs> he claims to have visited 120 Michelin starred restaurants <laughs> within a span of 10 years. Whoa, okay. And has made a short video series <laughs> of restaurant reviews. Okay. Side note, Oksana, please collect all of those. In 2015, Ball opened up the Bauhaus restaurant in Vancouver. After noting a lack of German cuisine in the city, he hired Stefan Hartmann as executive chef who earned a Michelin star for his own Hartmann's restaurant in Berlin. we got anything more interesting here? Yeah, dude, he's done okay. Hold on.
5: You oh. know what?
2: I think he's a better restaurateur than filmmaker. Okay, Oh, and I found him. Uwe Boll raw. He's got almost ten thousand subscribers, and uh, his video has almost a thousand views. Uwe Bull reviews secret location restaurant. Here, let me let me just get a taste. I don't... We are
5: now in Gaston Vancouver in
0: the secret location. He sounds, <laughs> he sounds exactly like Wolfgang Puck.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, is it, that it... racist for Germans? Uh, no. They Let's sound just say exactly the no. so. um, it looks like the video that of your boy that passed away that you liked so much. Carl? Yeah, it looks like that. Oh. Like he's got a camera on the table yeah. in a secret location. Cool. I'm I'm subscribing. I'm following him.
0: Hell yeah.
2: We have bowl review secret location restaurant located in the trendy Gustown neighborhood in Vancouver. Food was okay, but not great. The dessert looked like diarrhea and tasted like shit. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Oh, we'll have to pull that clip for, <laughs> for next oh, week. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> Fucking Uwe Bull. Where, where does he have restaurants? In Vancouver? Dude, if we we're ever in Vancouver. What I would a douche. I'd 100% go to Uwe Bull's restaurant. Why were you talking about him? Because I was trying to pull his name for the joke, the dumb joke I was making. What was the joke? What's and the punchline? It- God damn it. Where were you 10 minutes I don't ago? I can't
2: remember. You just covered this. <laughs> you were in the middle of it. Oh, I don't it didn't make an impact. <laughs> Ooh, Okay. Randy, how are you? I'm doing alright.
1: I just want to say uh missed opportunity. I guess he still could take this if he wants, but uh Uve's bowls. It's just a place where you get like a, a grain and a protein like in a bowl and like some veggies. Look
0: at Mr. Fast Casual Dining over here, bro.
1: Yeah, kinda of like a Chipotle situation. But like Dude, healthier. Thank- Randy, this man visited one
0: hundred and twenty Michelin star <laughs> restaurants. Okay, he's not trying to get into the fast casual game.
1: I don't know, man. You get people in and out of there pretty quick. Makes them make a good buck, you know. Uve's
2: uh, bowls would be a dispensary. Yeah,
1: hundred. <laughs> <a weird> or
4: thing.
2: <laughs> It'd just be both. Are toilets, toilets. Uve's bowls and bowls? Uve's <laughs> <Uwe's> bowls. Uve's <laughs> bowls. That's a Tom Six movie. <laughs> Way to tie it in, Uve's boils. All right, uh, you got anything up top? Uh, nope, <laughs> not that I can remember. All right. Wonderful. Just that last week we were—I was before we were recording. I was struggling to remember something I watched, and I did that thing again where we record on Sunday and then we go downstairs and watch like five movies. I forgot all of them. Uh, I do remember now that one of them was. Uh, what was that movie? You got very mad at me for making us watch. Paranormal activity. Paranormal activity. Get. I won't review that later. Uh, It's not good. No,
3: it's total garbage.
0: (laughs) I found that there was a Twilight parody called
2: Breaking Wind. Yeah, I watched it. Really? (laughs) Yeah, I think my dad got a bootleg. (laughs) Like not online, like off the street. Dude, he used to be so proud. (laughs) He'd be like, "Look, I got these for ten bucks," and it would be like a duffel bag. Full of like red box case burn DVDs. <laughs> and I would watch a lot of them. Dude, there's like a weird nostalgia with them too oh. because half of them yeah. won't work. And it, it would remind me of like a, you know, playing a VHS, like when the tracking would chew or something. Like, yeah, that's how I watched Shrooms for the first time. It was a good movie. Oh, man. Yeah, look at Paranormal Activity. <laughs> look at
0: this.
2: Is Cedric the Entertainer in there? No. <laughs>
0: is that racist? That? Give my man Cedric more credit than that, dude. All right. Somebody was. I can't remember. Randy Michael.
1: Yes, sir. What you got? I got a movie called The Block Island Sound, which is uh, on Netflix now, which... I didn't find out about it from Netflix because, you know, the things that I want to watch, they never actually advertise in my uh, my algorithm. But I saw someone post about it on Twitter. Um, It's a movie that played at Fantasia, apparently, last year in August, uh, directed by Kevin and Matthew McManus. And I don't want to say too much about it, but it's kind of like a sci fi sort of horror, sort of like a family drama. Uh, it takes place, uh, yeah, on an island, uh, it's it's shot near Rhode Island and it has like a really cool sense of place, just like a great use of locations and cinematography. Uh, there's some cool effects in it. Um, yeah, so essentially the movie starts out with, uh, Tom, he's a fisherman. He wakes up alone, uh, on a boat and he's, uh, very like distraught and confused, and uh, some things look a little like out of place on the boat. Um, so it, it kind of starts off like not knowing what's going on. And then there's some phenomenon that happens throughout the town with some of the citizens and some animals and stuff in the area. Uh, and yeah, you kind of learn a little more from there. And um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's kind of wrapped up in like a, a family drama type situation. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I really dug it. I kind of think I would have liked it if it kind of went a little more uh into sci-fi or genre but um yeah i think this is their their first movie and it's it's pretty solid. Wait what did you say sci-fi or what? Horror or genre. There we go.
4: <laughs> Thank you.
1: But uh yeah
0: Oh my boy Jeremy Holmes in this. Jim Cummings is in this.
1: Uh if he is he's barely in it cuz i don't remember seeing him or maybe i just don't recognize what he looks like.
2: He he does blend in. I could see him blend yeah, in. Yeah, Jimmy
0: comes, bro. And Jeremy Holm from uh The Ranger.
2: Oh, I never saw that. Who played The Ranger. <laughs> so are we doing like an A twenty four type thing here, Randy?
1: Uh it doesn't really feel like an A twenty four movie, no, but I kind of get what you're you're getting at when I said yeah, it's a, like the a family marketing. drama thing and Yeah. It's definitely, uh, it definitely feels and looks more independent and that's not like a bad, uh, that's a compliment, not a, a negative thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's good. Humor? Um, no, not really, but I mean, (laughs) it's not (laughs) like, it's not like dry or like suffocating, but I don't know. It's not like, it's a little humorous, I guess there's a, uh a character in the film whose name I'm forgetting, but uh he's a he's a big conspiracy theory guy and he's uh he's a he's a fun character.
0: I'll accept that. Rain, have you ever been to Rhode Island?
1: I haven't. That's one of few states I haven't been to.
0: What else you missing?
1: Uh, I think Maine. So I think a couple like super far northeast states. And then yeah. like a Montana and maybe a couple of others, but very good. Yeah. A lot of them yeah, were just I driving learned. through. So I don't know if that necessarily counts, but I count it.
0: My, I used to say if you made a bowel movement there. Oh, I make a bowel movement
1: the, in every state I go to. There you go. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Although the
0: one time I bought a soda in South Dakota. <laughs> 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 that rhymes. Nothing. No. You don't like that? Mm -mm. I bought a soda in South Dakota. (laughs) I liked
4: it. Well, you put a melody to it.
0: I bought a soda in South Dakota and it tastes so good. Oh, no. (laughs)
2: Uh, Come on. Taste OK was right there. It would have been easy.
4: (laughs) I
0: bought
2: a soda in South Dakota and it tastes
0: OK. That's pretty good. Yeah. Randy, write that down. Anyway, I (laughs) counted that. So, if you make a business transaction, you've been to that
1: state. So either you take a dump or you buy a a beverage. (laughs) I I think so. What about if you get ticketed? I think that counts. You might have to go back again if you want to fight (laughs) it.
0: Because then you were. Yeah, but
1: Texas ain't never going to get me there.
0: But you're contributing to the local economy.
1: Yeah.
2: Therefore, yes. Not via any volunteering on my part. Correct. That guy was a dick. And they did try to get me back there, okay, too. Okay, but
0: didn't you get, like, four speeding tickets on that trip?
2: Yeah. Not all in <laughs> Texas. What, uh, I Arizona? I got two in
0: Arizona, yeah. Oh, dude, Arizona. But, tech, dude, Texas, yeah. Dude, they were, like, within two miles of each other. I remember when I was driving out here to California in 2011, t- 10 years ago, mm-hmm. um, I made a stop at a gas station, and someone mugged you was there and she was like a uh, girl she, mugged she you she saw there was it was police near, I don't remember what the circumstances were but <laughs> she said you better be careful around here cuz you got out of state plates oh and the cops yeah. will get you i don't remember what i don't oh. know why she would have said that <laughs> so, <laughs> but she did say that i probably made an illegal turn or something
2: or they were just going to fuck with you are that I'll tell you, I I was worried that we were driving through with the California plates in a very tiny, very blue car. We were like a moving target. And it it wasn't just like we were from California. It was like we were those assholes from California in this neon blue two-door buggy piece of shit.
4: Neon blue.
2: And that was because my buddy, I had a buddy who was like managing a, a car rental ship. And yeah. he was just like, "I'll hook you up." and then I get there, and he's like, "Yeah, here's your deal, but you can only pick that car." And we're like, "Dude, we're it was very embarrassing, and I think I was punished for it. four tickets, four tickets, <laughs> yeah, and the Texas one they they I was <laughs> what I was supposed to appear in court the next week in Texas, so
3: one of them was my seatbelt violation though,
2: yeah, they woke her up, she was asleep in the car, and then they're like, that's a violation, and they woke her up to be like, Hey, you're gonna take it. Like, <laughs> fuck off, dude. Yeah, it was it was bad. Okay,
0: but at what
2: point? That was Texas too. It was the same guy. He wrote me a ticket and her.
0: At what point do you do you do you clean your act
2: up? What dude? Four tickets? I've been driving like that every day of my life out here in I California. Know. <laughs> Everyone
3: who drove during that trip? was going like 90 to 100. Yeah, He started driving three seconds into him yeah. driving. He got we just switched.
2: Over. It was in one of those little tourist trap towns where the speed limit would go 55, 35, yeah. 20, 15, 10, and, and, yeah, and then okay. build back up. It don't go to 10. It went <laughs> to 3. It was very strange. It went to 3? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> You're in a church parking lot? Oh, yeah, line? right? It said get out and push. All
0: right, Randy, uh, Long Island Sound, available on Netflix. Block Island uh, what'd Sound, meet? but yeah. <laughs> well,
2: What would I call it? Long Island Sound. <laughs> Your backwards hat's too tight, dude. Block Island Sound, <laughs> available on Netflix. Randy, what'd you give it on? Letterbox? 3.5. Oh, it, it must be a fucking badass movie. <laughs> it's pretty good. You might have to. Do I know, some,
1: I believe it. You might, like I said, you might have to actually type in the title if you want to find it on Netflix, depending on, uh, you know, oh yeah, your situation. They hide all the good shit. Yeah, exactly.
2: And Randy, when they do the crackdown on people sharing the password, is that going to affect you at all? I bet it won't. Um,
1: a couple people in my family have it, yeah. So maybe, but we'll oh, see. Look at you, a family man. <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> got to share those accounts, you know. I think.
2: Oksana's family, the whole her whole side of the family is gonna be mad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, Rad, what else you got?
1: Yeah, I watched a movie called Lapsus, uh, directed by Noah Hutton. Uh, this is a film that played like multiple film fests, uh, online festivals last year that I attended, and I just kept not watching this movie. And uh, where did it play? Uh, it may have played New York. Um, I forget where else, but there was like two or three that it showed up on and I just kept like not watching it, even though I heard uh, that it was good. So it's on VOD uh, now and it's a, it's a sci-fi movie that kind of takes place in like a, like a parallel universe, like a a different (laughs) present. It's like, it's like one of those movies that essentially feels like everything is exactly the same as where we live now, except for like a minor, uh, sort of like a world building situation. So anyways, there's this, uh, delivery man. His name's Ray. He's, uh, struggling to support, uh, himself.
4: Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a delivery man.
1: Now say you're struggling.
4: <laughs> I'm struggling. <laughs> to support what?
1: So Ray's got a younger brother who's sick. Um, and, uh, What's his name? I don't actually remember his name. I didn't write it down. Um,
4: everybody loves Raymond
1: (laughs) they're uh they're uh they're in New York so this this guy Ray he uh he's got a couple hustles and unsuccessful jobs uh and stuff and then he finally decides to take a job uh in a strange new realm uh of the gig economy I'm reading this from the lapsus uh website uh so essentially what the job is is you trek deep into the forest and you pull cable over miles of terrain to connect large metal cubes that link uh, together the new quantum trading market.
4: What the fuck are you talking about,
1: Ray? It's a—it's just a—it's a cool little sci-fi movie where essentially, so you know, the actual internet is put together cable. by cables. You know, so yeah. essentially, in oh, this, shit. yeah, in this uh, movie, there is. Uh these like transistors essentially w- which just look like huge like metal boxes <clears throat> that are like out in the forest and stuff, and essentially um they have people that are cablers that are just connect cable from one uh to another uh for this quantum computing thing that's happening
2: Wait, go back go back to that poster.
1: those are the most obnoxious comments on that
2: fucking thing. <laughs> Witty, astute, perfectly absurd. Cult status
0: is assured. God.
2: <laughs> That's gotta be like the least coolest dude you've ever met, right? It's like write
0: this. Yeah. They were like <laughs> they handed them they handed them the the spot and then they handed them a check in the other hand. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so what's your movie called? We'll put that at the end of it. Just, cult status cult, is assured. Cult status assured. Now Randy, are they making like a blockchain joke? Like connecting cables to giant blocks God, representing not the internet. everything is blockchain. No, I don't yeah. think so.
0: Okay. God. It's all blockchain <laughs> and
1: tangible tokens with you, bro. But yeah, um yeah, as you can tell if you're looking at pictures, um the the production uh, I thought is really good and it looks like there's a lot of practical effects. There's also uh these cabling robots, which uh essentially they put out in the field as well to um, inspire competition and inspire people to work better and work harder. Um, so there's these cabling robots that essentially do the same job that they're doing alongside them, and it didn't look CGI at all. It looked very like legit, practical. Um, so it I don't almost know.
0: like Rob Russell and I used to have the job you currently have. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I really liked the the world building in this movie. Uh, I kind of like these movies that kind of take place in like a parallel uh, universe where. Most things seem the same, but there's kind of like a, a small difference. Um, yeah, at one point I was really digging it and, uh, it was almost going to be a four, but it loses a little steam towards the end. So it, uh, it ended up uh, a 3.5, but it's still pretty good.
2: Damn a four. You almost gave this shit a four.
1: Yeah. We got to watch it. How
2: did you watch it, Rain?
1: Uh, it's on VOD. I think it was like a six buck rental. Hey,
0: Randy, what's the deal with uh, South by Southwest? Is, are they doing like... Uh,
1: I don't know, actually. Fun? I got a uh, festival fatigue, so I haven't even looked into South Damn.
2: by. I hope you're getting ready for ours.
1: Oh, you know it. I'm going to be up 24 <laughs> yeah. hours, baby. No, I'm going to fall asleep yeah. at like 9 p.m. and wake up at like 6. Okay.
2: I had that in mind when I was doing the schedule. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, I think Randy's going to wake up here. But yeah, lapses. Right, Six anything. bucks.
0: <laughs> you got anything else?
2: No, that's it. I think Clerk's falling asleep, but I can't tell. No, I was trying glasses. to
0: read the uh, thing. All right, we got an update for you. Windows is continuously improving, and updates are a normal part of keeping it running smoothly. We'll we'll What? <clears throat> take two. We'll restart and install this update at eight oh nine p.m. No, you won't. Or you can restart it now if you're ready. Another
2: Uh, time, and we're done. Windows day to restart. Yeah, mine happened right when I was trying to connect. Actually, Randy sent me the link for the chat, and I couldn't click on it. And then my computer just shut down like five minutes later. Dude, you got you know what you got, dude. (laughs) No, it was worth it. The timing, I gave it a Randy two point five. It's hard, dude. The the punchline, I give it a three point five.
0: Dancing with Jimmy the Lovato documentaries. Oh, oh cool. it's a South by. Okay, the reason why I was interested is because um the new Barbara Crampton Larry Fessenden film Cool. is called Jacob's Wife. It's playing at South by Southwest. Filmed in Canton, Mississippi.
2: Oh. Yeah, so I, I was very interested in that. Do they talk about his ladder in the movie? Oh, I think the spelling <laughs> is different. This is Jacob with a K. Oh, they're like cousins. No.
0: That's not how that works <laughs> at all. Uh, Oksana, Valerian, Venom, Osachi, what, what is the price of the fest? Are they doing the passes? Can we do it? What's going on? All right, you work on that. But now we got to talk about my movie. Do you want to hear about my television series that I binged? Or do we want to talk about a film that I should have seen years ago?
2: Um, Let's go. What, what kind of TV show? Can we get a genre? It is sports genre. Uh, Let's go TV.
0: TV. I saw the entire the devil season and possible series of Last Chance U colon basketball. Last chance Chance unicorn. Last chance U is a wonderful series that has taken place five seasons. That was all football related about junior college, specifically junior college football. Uh, first two seasons were at uh, Northwest Community College in Mississippi. Then they went to Independence Community College in Kansas. And then this last year, they spent a uh, season at Laney College in Randy's, Oakland, California. Ooh! But this year, they played a basketball season at East Los Angeles Community College. And, um, of course if you can match up the time, it was the COVID basketball season. And I'll just say this though: This was uh, probably the most heartbreaking uh, series that they've done, um, just in terms of what this team went through. Uh, because uh, the coaches... Uh, so junior college is a tricky place for athletics. Um, I think they want to call them community colleges now, but they call them junior colleges especially because... You say What's ju- going on?
2: Juco works. I know there was legal work for potential like owning of your own name in college sports, right? Did that did anything happen with that? Was it NBA or NFL?
0: What are you talking about?
2: I thought something was happening this year where um like or did that happen a while ago? I have no idea what you're referencing. You know how they don't get any money for playing but the schools make a ton of money from them. Yes. I thought there was some like movement in that legal. It's a grassroots
0: movement, but uh, things are changing. So uh, I can tell you this uh, recently, Michigan state university basketball team uh, as of next year will be known as uh, the Michigan state basketball team brought to you by rocket loan mortgage.
2: What? <laughs> yeah. Really? I think it's rocket loan. Um. Yeah. And do the players get any money for that, or is it all the school? I think it's the school. Oh, that's crap. Yeah, whatever. But that's I'm telling bullshit. you, I'm
0: telling you right now that things are changing slowly. Yeah, they're they've got because, it because um, the thing is, they just got to get out of the NCAA's web. But JUCO is a different deal. So the reason why athletes go to JUCO, and they do, they name this uh, very succinctly in the film. Um, they say that uh, generally kids are there for the three A's either their academics aren't good, they're not all that athletic, or they're an asshole.
2: Oh fuck. <laughs>
0: those are the three reasons. And honestly, all the 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 uh team members that we covered are fall under one of those A's. Yeah. So we we followed the story four or five guys uh, pretty closely. And um one of them uh the shooting guard and point guard of the team. Uh he's a combo guard. He um
2: You don't like Greg Greg Whitley's picture? No, I do not like his profile picture on (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes. Uh,
0: Deshaun Heiler. uh, He lost both of his parents and lost his mom fairly recently. And uh, obviously, you know, he's having a tough go. And he's he's a very vocal guy, but you really start to understand, like, his mentality and, and why he's so tough on the court. And he is an asshole, but... He's the most likable asshole you ever meet because you understand where he's coming from and he's just, he's a fighter. Mm -hmm. Um, And you learn about all these kids and, you know, and the coach as well. Um, But ultimately, uh, the heartbreaking thing about this season is that this team went 29 and one and was headed to the playoffs and they were on the bus to go to the playoffs Uh and then it was COVID canceled it. Oh, and what a bummer. the whole season was built up because this coach had got him to the championship game a couple times. Had never won state. He had been coaching for only eight years, and it was all head coach at junior college yeah. level. And um, yeah, your heart just breaks for him. And uh, what what did the league end up doing? Just canceling the, the, the whole everyone. Season? Everyone canceled. No one. No. Yeah, everyone canceled. So for all sports last year, because uh, it went from spring and then it, it went into football as well. Yeah everyone had an extra year of eligibility. So if you were a senior last year, you get to repeat your senior year this season. Oh, yeah. That's kind of crap. Yeah. You don't get that year back. Well, like, but uh, what it's doing is that we're going to have a long ripple effect in college athletics because now it's affecting high school seniors. It's also affecting the major leagues because what happened last year is that the major league draft is generally, uh, I'm talking baseball, is generally 40 rounds. Last year it was 5. Wow. They have cut so many minor, minor league baseball teams. Um so now a lot of kids and uh, are, are not just are not going to have a chance to play college ball because baseball's big. Yeah. There's a lot of schools have baseball teams. So there's a lot of opportunity in college baseball. And then there's opportunity in the minor leagues because there's so many leagues. Uh but now that that's dwindling, so yeah.
2: Anyway, yeah, I heard story a story show. about the MLB was looking to, they were doing uh, research on making the plates bigger. Did I you hear about hear that. that? Yeah. A lot of weird things. A lot of, it's so weird when a competitive, you know, like American competition. I don't hate that, to be honest with you. Well, you, it's weird when you think about like how American culture is all about like, you know, uh, play a game fair and. You know, all that crap you learned growing up, which is actually pretty good teamwork and like baseball's got to do something. make yeah. it way bigger. But then he, he, when you grow up and you learn that it's all run for like, you know, capital gain. And then it's like things like home runs and, you know, looking the other way actually can make you more money. So it's like, man, you know, it, it turns into soccer, basically. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, yeah, take a dive. I had a buddy who was a, a fucking soccer coach and he's like, hey, I teach the kids here to like take dives. It's part of the game. It's so not American. It's, it's your dude. It's Brazilian bullshit. I know. And European bullshit. Yeah. But like carrying about competition like that. I don't know. It's a huge part well, of my identity. Ruined basketball. Oh yeah. I remember that. Vladee diva. When people were flopping. Yeah. yeah.
0: It was yeah. really weird too. It felt really lame. Yeah. And that, ha- that happened in the early nineties when the NBA started getting more and more European players and they would, they would bring that soccer shit over here.
2: Yeah. I kind of plateaued at a point. And uh, slowly fell back on every sport. Holy now, w- w- Vladi <laughs> I'm Oh so, I,
0: I'm oh, sorry. Again, please take a
2: screenshot. The, of there, that. there is, you know, we, we do the YouTube screen capture and sometimes me and Clark go on tangents and she just doesn't know what to do. So she makes up words
3: <laughs> like Vladi. <laughs> the name he said
2: Vladi V. Vladi Vok. Oh, that's real. Uh, yeah. Oh, look at me. All <laughs> oh, right. The film I saw on
0: Saturday, uh, complimentary of uh, the Blu-ray collection
2: downstairs, is that Irish? Vladdy?
4: Oh, Vladdy! <laughs> Vladdy!
2: Oh, to me, it's Vladdy.
4: I mean,
2: and tomorrow's St. Patrick's Day, center right? For the Sacramento Kings, it is right. Tomorrow's the holiday. Yeah. Oh, St. Patty's. Yeah. I've just been told. Happy uh, anniversary, Mom. I know you listen to the show. <laughs> You're like one you, percent Irish, dude. Dude, I'm way
0: too much Irish. It's a bummer. Don't bring it up. I have no idea what I am because I gave my sister uh, the DNA package as a <laughs> birthday gift two years ago. Still nothing.
2: You're yeah. wait. You're waiting to live was vicariously. Smart. Yeah, through. man.
0: That's a smart move, dude. Give some. Give your sibling that as a gift. <laughs> two birds, one stone. Come on, baby. I saw Sinister 2 <laughs> on Saturday. I am a big fan of Sinister. Also, I was. I was, man, I was shocked this when I saw again that Sinister came out in 2012. It didn't seem like it was that long because I looked at Sinister 2. What made me think about it is because. When I put on the Blu-ray for Sinister Two, yeah, the, all these trailers came on. I was like, dude, these movies are old as shit.
4: Yeah, when old. did this
0: movie come out? In 2015. It's crazy that it's been this long because, and I don't know why I didn't see Sinister Two because I very <laughs>
2: much enjoyed Sinister One. Did you enjoy the ending of Part One? Yes, I'm fine. With okay, them. I remember a lot of people complaining about that. I actually don't like it either. The children aspect of that movie is really annoying. Well, there's a lot of children in Sinister 2. Yeah, but I feel like Sinister Two kind of jumped the shark, so it's almost like you're allowed to have fun with it instead of it ruining your suspension of disbelief.
0: I did. I did have fun with it. Yeah, I, had a, I, yeah. I even let uh, the terrible
2: CG on the kids go.
0: They they could do without that. Well, Part One had that problem. Yeah, it was a little rough. But I'll tell you who wins the day is James Ransom is so good in this. He's great. Um, and the mother in this is great. The kids are great. I love the cast. Um, and it's just, it's, Randy, did you see Sinister? No, I haven't seen any of them. Okay. So, Randy, here's the deal. What Sinister is, is that you got a demon, okay? (laughs) What the fuck? The demon's name is Bazool. Bagool. Bagool. Yeah. Come on, man. Okay. The man's name is Bagool, I've just been told. Now, what Bagool does is that he gets in the minds of the ninos, okay? And he makes the children kill the parents. And then when they kill the parents... They grab Bagul's hand, and they walk off to hell together.
2: <laughs> That's pretty much what happens. Yeah, no, Sinister One's all about kind of uh, watching horror movies and um, the fear of the effect it could have on you or like walking, you know, like um, disturbing film uh, changing who you are. It's really good.
0: So a big part of the film is that they will show these 8 millimeter films, and they'll all be labeled like, fishing trip. Found footage. Or, you know, camping time. Camping fun. Yeah. Baking cookies. So, and then it will be you know, exactly that, where a family's on a fishing trip, and the next thing you know, cut to the family being hung upside down over a swamp, and then an alligator picking them off one by one.
2: Yeah. They're all snuff films.
0: Yeah. So they they turn into that, And and in part two, um, these little demon children <laughs> In fact, so that the kids can see the other demon children. The parents cannot. So the, the children are under the spell of this and the, the more movies they watch, then the closer they come to killing, they have to learn. They have to learn the stories about how they can kill their parents. It's a whole thing. So there's a twist with this and It's great. I had fun with this. Four, I gave it four stars on Letterbox. James Ransom, man, he's great. You know, James Ransom, of course, is Ziggy. Yeah, from The Wire, season two. Also, Tangerine. Randy, oh, yeah. What else?
2: Ken Park. Else we oh
0: oh yeah, Ken Park. Ken... Oh
2: dude, dude, James Ransom slings he, dude, dude, like literally in that movie.
0: You know, I've never seen Park? Oh, because it's illegal, bro. Yeah, I got it.
2: (laughs) And I'm American. Robbie borrowed it, but when he came back, he brought it back. Yeah, when he recorded the episode, he brought all the movies back. Oh, I watch Park. See, when you're hanging out with the Robbie Smith, or you know, we got a Colin Johnson over here, and they bring back the movies. They know how important that stuff is. Well,
0: somebody bring back my Beaver trilogy. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's got it.
2: Beaver Boys.
0: I don't know who it is.
2: You probably it's in your room.
0: It ain't in my room,
2: dude. All right.
0: Do you know how organized I am?
2: You know, I almost watched um Sinister 2 because you were like you were jazzed after you watched it. I was like, man, I want to get there again. I want to watch Sinister 1 again. I got a movie poster, Sinister Two. Randy,
1: I uh, give it a go. Yeah, I think I would like Sinister.
0: I'll tell you, man, they're, they they got a little edge to them. They got a little rusty, little edge that uh, if you get too close, you might get that tetanus.
2: Like, <laughs> oh is that good or bad? It's bad, man. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, don't be Icarus on the sinister franchise. Yeah, man.
2: Randy, you might be able to fuck with one, two is a no go. I don't know two. I I had fun with two. I I loved part two. Randy can have fun. <laughs> Sometimes I actually, one of the best. One of the uh most effective posts i ever made actually it left an, a mark on me cuz i felt like a fraud i did a write up on a i remember now i did an article on the overlook theater that was called traces of bagul in 1943 or was it 1643 i forget 16 well it was it was just a tie into a black metal band yeah and then i just wrote some like fake ass journalism thing about like how Bagul looks like he's in a black metal band. He does. Dude, it got so much interaction. Hey, and I was just like, this is the worst thing I've ever written in my life. And uh, it really made an in- impact on me. That's how it works. So a lot of journalism works. I think it was 1643. I don't know. 1349. What the hell? <laughs> you go from 1984
0: to thirteen. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's
2: what it is. It's the black metal band, 1349. 1349. Before I was just yelling out numbers. Yeah, oh, that article. Yeah, but I kind of
1: want to watch it again. Oh, you yeah. got me sold. Apparently, I got to get a Showtime Actually, add-on to watch Sinister. Ah,
2: oh, Dude, I own it. Before you go to Atlanta, come over and watch it. <laughs> dude, it's don't good. Don't be blowing up his spot, dude. <laughs> now everybody's going to move out there. It's cool? I don't
0: know. Big <laughs> Brandy, you're going to be near the Six Flags, bro. It's going to be a lot of like, riffraff over there. <laughs> I think you are near the Akoe River though, which I do love the Akoe River. So that may be worth it.
1: Okay. I don't know of it yet. Whitewater
0: rafting. <laughs> you know White Water Refton? Tell me out.
1: I like looking at it. I'll put like I'll go in like up to my knees and that's about it. What?
0: But you have you never been like canoeing or anything?
1: Uh no. <laughs> Randy, do you like the water? Uh aesthetically.
2: What do you give it on Letterbox? <laughs> you like
1: swimming? <cinnamon? laughs> sort of, yeah. I mean, I, I grew up in a, a house that had a pool, but above or below ground? Below,
2: below. Oh, of course, money that, bags over here. Where is that <laughs> fucking with I had cousins who had an above ground pool, and I thought they were rich. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I've never had, had a, a doughboy. Dough I was never like, had dude. a pool ever, and that's all I've ever wanted. All I've ever wanted is a fucking pool. Dude, I thought they were loaded. I'm like, dude, they got a fucking pool. But it, yeah, it was a doughboy. All I wanted was a pool. Never had a pool. <laughs> I can live in a fucking
0: dump. Put me in a garage. But I have a pool, baby. Not even like a Toys R Us like plastic no, one? No, no, no. Give me a nice pool. I don't care about your infinity edge, bro. The infinity edge scares me. These are dangerous pools. <laughs> People are swimming and living in. Also, it has to be a lap pool, man. What? My perfect idea for ideal fitness <laughs> is a lap pool. Oh, so you could swim laps. I tell you. You wouldn't fucking do I it don't, once. I understand. I do not have a swimmer's body. <laughs> but I have fantasies that I would be an excellent swimmer. I enjoy swimming. I think if I had a nice lap pool, I would swim every day. Swimmer in- increases your appetite. Yeah. That's why that's why you do see so a couple of chunky swimmers out there. <laughs> oh also, I'll tell you this. Michael Phelps, you remember that fella? Oh, yeah. huh. Big fan. Did you ever hear like his diet routine? Oh no. Oksana. Michael Phelps. Breakfast. Why do you know it? I know most things related to food. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's not how you spell Phelps. But- you, you know where food goes to die. Yeah. Michael Phelps, uh, yeah, breakfast. <laughs> Get some night nice breakfast. Okay, look at that, bro. Oh. Alright, here we go. That's boring. Look at the picture.
3: <laughs> Are these real?
0: Alright, here we go. The Michael Phelps typical twelve thousand calorie diet. For brek for breakfast. He has three fried egg sandwiches with cheese and veggies. An omelette made of three to six eggs, a bowl of breakfast cereal, French toast with powdered sugar. three chocolate chip pancakes, two cups of coffee. hell yeah.
5: The
2: twelve days of Christmas.
1: <laughs> three Three chocolate chip pancakes. Two cups of coffee. I think he's a big weed guy, too, so you know. Probably getting the appetite oh, from oh, there, well, dude. Uh, yeah, he, dude. it looks like it looks
0: like he front ends all that because then for lunch and dinner he's having pasta. Uh, <laughs> a dude for dinner he's having is that half a kilogram of pasta? How much is that? Is that' a lot. <laughs> it sounds like too much.
3: That's for lunch and dinner. He's having
0: <laughs> yeah. So he's having a kilogram of pasta, two ham and eight, two ham and cheese sandwiches. <laughs> And a large meat pizza with energy drinks.
4: Ew.
0: Ooh, do you think he's a Gatorade or Powerade? Is he Gatorade? has gotta be Gatorade. He's a monster Who's guy. Powerade? I like Powerade though. Long story short, all I've ever wanted
3: Look who he's with. is
0: a pool.
2: Oh is that Jared? It's Jared from Subway. Whoa, this is as big as like Epstein. <laughs> dude. They should just arrest him right now. Dude, he is on the Lolita <laughs> Express right now. Dude, can we make that a shirt? <laughs> he's eaten oh the roast beef of guilt look at that of
0: babies god look at jared oh did you ever hear the story about jared and, and um tom but, segura oh no yeah tom segura was in and it, it never aired but dude years and years ago it they were going to do a campaign Where it was Jared and Jared's loser brother. Okay. And Tom Segura got that role. Oh, shit. And they never, it never did anything. Does he have any of it? I don't know. I doubt it. Yeah. He was Jared's loser brother. All right. That's it. Sinister two. Four stars. And Clark wants a pool.
2: Russell. I think I give it four, too, when I reviewed it. It's
0: fun. Oh,
2: 15%. Yeah, of course. What's what g- going on? Welcome to being <laughs> a horror was, fan. That's why you'd
3: never seen it. No.
2: Yeah, the movie's a lot of fun. What's and serves to rate it? What's what rate it? Oh, the first one. The first one?
0: Oh, this ice, bro.
1: 63.
0: That's pretty good.
2: That took a hit. And it's actually higher than the
0: audience. I'm going to get another soda. Because my ice is still in the cup. It's still working. Because right. it's in the nice liner cup.
2: All right, we'll wait. All
0: right. Randy, tell a joke.
2: Russell, what'd you say? Well, I thought I would um I was pretty bummed out when I remembered that I had actually watched five movies last week that I oh forgot my about. God. And I won't talk about paranormal activity, even though I want to. Cool, boss. <laughs> And I really thought Cedric the Entertainer was in it. It, He's in the first Haunted House movie. He's in Haunted House. Yeah, that's though. what it was. And, dude, they're almost identical. Like, it's another just rip-off of Paranormal Activity. Ain't no party like a Mandingo party. Dude. <laughs> that's line I from, remember. Thank you. <laughs> I remember it. Um, Yeah, what were the other movies we watched? Do you remember, Oksana? We watched four that night. I have no... I don't know. I can't remember. One of them, though... Made a huge impact on me. Oh, boy. What? I'm just preparing Oh, you you said that while you were digging around in candy. I thought you had found a discovery that you wanted to share. No, I discovered that I ate both of the things that (laughs) I wanted to eat.
0: (laughs) Didn't you buy like two pounds of candy last night? Let me explain something very quickly. Very quickly and succinctly. Reese's has a Easter flavor. It is the Mallow top cup (laughs) randy what it is is a peanut butter chocolate cup traditional for the bottom two thirds the top third which randy let's be honest here that's a little liberal saying that it's a third because it's a very (laughs) thin layer on the top and it's not quite even throughout the entire cup (laughs) it is marshmallow
2: oh and it's very good it's just vanilla vanilla also, you were doing, like, David Lynch reviews Candy for a moment there.
0: I was in the zone.
2: I enjoyed it. Um, and speaking of uh, Candy, the movie I watched is called Fat Tuesday. <laughs> and uh, it's Tuesday tonight and feeling fat. It's Tuesday tonight. So,
0: Can fat- I read the f- syn- synopsis? Yeah, go ahead. Behind the mask of Mardi Gras, something sinister. Hey. I know. That's very cute. Behind the mask of Mardi Gras, something sinister stalks the streets of New Orleans. Filmed on location during the final days of Carnival, a group of friends is preyed upon by a mysterious
2: killer. So um, me and Oxana were just taking turns picking movies. And she, what, you pulled this from uh, Instagram? Yeah. Yeah, somebody had posted about watching it and we have a we follow a lot of people who just watch like random shit on Amazon Prime. Like this is how I found out about like Bad Ben. Uh Homie Toby Wayne reached out about it. And um uh who are you following here? It was like
3: Dog Soldiers?
2: Yeah, Dog Soldiers. She another kindred soul watches, you know, n- open mind. Watch Dog anything. Dog Soldiers. Uh, also a good movie. And uh yeah, she posted about Fat Tuesday. Now, Oksana was like, "I really like the poster. That's why I wanted to watch it. I think the poster looks very amateurish and like is a hard turnoff. Like it's not appealing." But it is directed by my guy, Jorge Torres Torres. Yeah, Torres Torres. Uh, he's definitely a dude I'm going to look into. Jorge T2. Now, um, yeah. Fat Tuesday opens with a a lady hitchhiking. And it's instantly got that kind of like we're out here in the desert, and um that we're gonna pace pace this movie very emotionally. Like it's very indie, like that, oh, I'm sitting in the back of the car looking out the window, and everything's out of focus, and an acoustic guitar plays, except none of that really happens. American and Honey is what you just described. She jumps in a car and you can tell that um the lady who's driving is clearly not an actress. And it instantly gets the feeling of Larry Clark, very, um, what's up rockers, like kind of like maybe the land and, uh, the car and the people in this movie all are local and were discovered to tell the story. And she drives into town and, um, she's let out in like what seems to be anywhere, New Orleans. And, uh, there are a lot of people in the street and there's a brief conversation with the girl leaving her and she's. Like, oh, what are you going to do? Do you know anybody? And she's like, "Uh, yeah, I'm meeting friends. And she leaves, but it's instantly clear that she doesn't know anybody. And Mm. she's walking around. Then we cut to a group of friends that would be the main characters of any slasher film. Like a couple of girls, a couple of guys. It doesn't appear like anybody's really dating. Everybody's pretty flirtatious. And it's insane because it's very clear that they are acting. They're, they have lines, but they're set like it's all guerrilla filmmaking. And we follow these people through heavy crowds. A lot of the time, the um, camera and the script lean into the crowd, too. So you have characters who will be interacting with each other, like reading a script, progressing a story, who will you know get cut off by random strangers on the street and interact with them, and it all flows together in the movie. Also, This film isn't in-world camera, but it's the most present I've ever felt a camera in a film. Like the crowds, you can tell that they've edited this movie down meticulously because you can see somebody every now and then in the far back of a crowd, almost out of frame, looking at the camera. And it's just so clear that this small group of people who are like kind of partying are being filmed for something. And you can imagine what it's like walking around now doing that. Like with all, you know, vloggers and shit, people just are constantly trying to interact with them. And then we meet the character who is hitchhiking and it becomes a horror movie. And I'll tell you, she starts killing these kids off. But the whole film feels like a Larry Clark thing. It it feels very um, like it's almost like a bunch of privileged moments over a weekend or something. But the story never feels forced. It never feels like a thing happens that changed the progression of everything. Everything feels calculated and every kill feels very low budget. Like It's almost like you can tell the artistic dip whenever somebody's about to die. And I don't know, it creates the coolest kind of sensation because she's a lone wolf killer. She's a slasher, right? So somebody might go off to pee and she'll come up and like flirt with them and then murder them in what's like one of the only shots in the movie where there's nobody else around and the special effects aren't great. Mm. And it kind of gives it like a, a maniac vibe. Like it makes it feel like more raw or like just like gritty dude. It's so fucking cool. And I, I remember like halfway through me and Oksana hadn't talked at all. And you're like, Oh, do you like it? And I was like, dude, this movie fucking rules. Whoever Jorge Torres Torres is, <laughs> We got to talk to that JT2? guy. JT2? Dude, if his other films are Randy, did you ever watch Felt?
1: No, I know of it though.
2: It watch Felt and it feels like that. Like one of the one of the important things about Felt is uh it's shot out here in the Bay Area, but instead of being like, oh, you know, this film was shot in Ohio, it feels like he he managed to capture what like Bay Area life is just through like mise-en-scène and of course that's Jason Banker who directed a uh, toad road who th- that's the only film I could think of that like palette wise was coming to mind. And he had a thank you in that movie. In Fat Tuesday, he has a thank you. So, Oh yeah. I don't know what the connection is, but dude, that's some like raw indie filmmaking that I don't, it's fucking cool. How did you guys get uh, privy to this little title? Uh, just Oksana pulled a random movie from Instagram. From uh, Dog Soldiers. From
3: a very reliable source. Yeah, she's rad. She's super into like found footage and garbage horror movies, but this one actually (laughs) ended up being like really good.
2: Yeah. So I don't, it was a random pluck. I've never heard anybody talk about it, but the director's done like 12 other movies. Oh, wow. So, including Shadow Zombie. Yeah, they all look like heavy art house. Like, I don't know. I think Randy would be into them.
3: Also, the actress, um,
2: she it's, has like a Netflix show now, right? She's
3: in the Joker. She
2: was in the Joker. <laughs> oh, she was in Mindhunter. <laughs> yeah, she's she's like a real deal. Oh, like, dead she, Wax. Dead Wax was good too. And um, yeah, it's her. She's just like walking around in town, like acting off of real people. It's walking fucking cool. Walking
4: around in
0: town, dude, there's,
2: acting off other people. <laughs> oh. There's one shot where one of the, the male characters gets like grabbed by a dude in the crowd and – the way they kept in the film was they just, the frame doesn't have the guy's head in it. So he's like jostling one of the actors, just like, what's up, man, what are y'all doing? And the dude is just acting off of it. Like being, sh- dude, it's so cool. It There's an energy in that film that I've never felt before. Like while watching something, God, would you button it up, man? Dude, it's fucking cool. <laughs> you have, you
0: have unzipped it, flopped it around, <laughs>
2: stroked it and whipped right. it and, yeah, so Fat, it. fat Tuesday, I uh, give it three and a half. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is this a four and a half, a five? Or? No, I give it five. You gave a five? Or? Yeah, I loved it.
2: You were very generous with your five stars. Agreed. So uh, you, you mentioned that we were on. You um,
0: hand out five-star reviews like
2: you're paper in a room, <laughs> dude. Like you're handing out flyers for a strip club <laughs> on North Beach. It's like crypto, I'm decentralizing that five-star. I know. Um you mentioned that we were on Three Friends, and uh when we were recording yesterday, Mickey just was not into, like, three movies we'd brought up. And I was just thinking, it's like, normally that dude's into everything, and when he doesn't like something, it almost, like, hurts. You're just like, oh, you don't like that? Fuck. Yeah, because he kind of shuts down. Yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, no, it wasn't for me. It wasn't any good. And you're just like, fuck, if he didn't like it. And then we spend 20 minutes trying to explain NFTs to (laughs) Albert. Blockchain? That's going to be for another podcast. All right. I have one more movie. One
0: more movie. We watched it
2: last night. Again, uh, we couldn't. I think I have like three lists on my phone. I made a Google Doc. You have a different list.
3: I just started adding them to my watch list on Letterboxd.
2: Yeah, and. All these things. And then it's like, what do you want to watch? And then I start panicking and looking around the room. (laughs) So yesterday I uh, picked a movie based solely on the fact that um, former guest Zach Carter uh, is married to the person who illustrated the cover for Severin. Hey. And I pulled a, oh, shout out to them uh, as they announced that Crystal is now pregnant.
0: Oh, congratulations.
2: You didn't see that? No. Oh, they got a little one on the way. I think they unfollowed me, bro. <laughs> that is not true. You have, you have to unfollow them.
0: You're to them back. You Fuck know, them. you can make somebody unfollow you, bro. I
2: block you. By
0: doing what? Or you can remove them as a follower of you. That doesn't that's not how it works. hundred yeah, percent how it works. Get on Instagram right now. Wait, so you unfollowed them? No, I'm saying they may have removed me because I don't see nothing from them, bro. <laughs> That's
4: not how I it didn't works. see nothing
0: from them, bro. <laughs> okay, so regardless, congratulations, Second right. Crystal,
2: Randy. Look it up. If uh, it's true, uh, take this whole thing out. <laughs> well, no, you know it's true. And um, yeah. So I pulled a movie called Saint Bernard, a movie that I purchased a sticker pack for and a shirt, and I've never seen again because we like to support our friends. Now, don't go through any of these pictures yet. The thing about St. Bernard, how about a please? It looks like a, uh, Jeez. it looks like a slasher movie about a dog, kind of like Cujo. Cujo. Yes. And it's like, okay, we'll have fun. And I read the back and it's like, oh, okay, cool. This is a director who um, used to be a special effects guy. And uh, this is going to be his first movie. And everybody's like, dude, it's fucking crazy looking. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. What is that music? Oh, it's a car outside, I think. Is it? Yeah, I know. It it's It sounds freaking ominous, out. though.
3: It might be
0: my computer.
2: It sounds like an alien.
0: Yeah, it really does. It sounds very weird.
2: No, it's outside. But why is it up? I
0: don't know. Put your headphones What is it?
2: <laughs> it's freaking me out, man. I know it is. It's like. There, it's done. It's gone. What was that, dude? I don't it's what I imagine that a UFO some, would sound that like. That
0: was some Richard <laughs> Dreyfuss mashed potato shit right there.
2: Oh, so, good I right. I see you. Right. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. I'm legit. Randy, could you hear anything? Right no. It mimicked the noise.
0: It was like a
2: Yeah, but layered over like 10 <laughs> times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, it was freaky. I'm not denying that. You just got like genuinely scared. I don't feel well. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, St. Bernard. <laughs> now I throw this in and I think, okay, it's going to be like Italian gore. This will be a light watch. Um, the first thing I noticed that made me second guess this movie was that it was an hour and 40 minutes long. I don't know what it is about those 10 minutes. Bob's mood is in this? Oh. You're supposed to hide. that. No, it's fine. Why do you look so scared, dude? I'm you? not gonna hit you while we're recording, bro. That's her After, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you buried the lead, man. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna reveal. Did you even know who Bob Smuda is? Well, did you know that Warwick Davis is in there too? Bob Smuda is bigger than Warwick Davis. No, I like a Davis more.
0: Bob Smuda <laughs> was uh, Andy Coffin's right hand guy.
2: Yeah, I well, I read that on the back. But I didn't know that. I, it doesn't mean anything to me, really. It means the world to me. He's got a rad name, Zmuda. Yeah. He also did. Uh, um, um, okay. <laughs>
0: Tony Clifton.
2: Oh, okay. I'm now still, I know what I'm you're
0: legitimately into still like that. Was weird. It
2: weird. I just want to know what that was. All right. Well, here, let me uh, hypnotize you with my <laughs> awesome movie review. All right. So St. Bernard. Uh, here, let me read what it's about on IMDb. A classical musical conductor unravels into the abyss of insanity. This is not what I thought this movie was going to (laughs) be. Basically, a little kid uh, is inspired and wants to become a musician. So he gets a conductor rod and starts faux conducting bands. And he puts on performances for his family while a little like jukebox will play. And he fake conducts them. There's nothing out there. It was a motorcycle. (laughs) Uh, continue. Okay, <laughs> and the approach of this film is something in between, like Terry Gilliam, mm. and no, it's very Ter- Terry Gilliam. It's actually very Brazil. It's not a selling point necessarily for Brazil. Well, uh, you're a fan of Yeah, you're a fan of Brazil. I do like Brazil. This bro. movie's a lot like that. Kind of if uh, Jodorowsky was directing it. My problems with
0: Gilliam aren't uh, aesthetic necessarily.
2: No, no, it's very visually Gilliam. Um narratively it is very Jodorowsky though. Okay. The two posters that if show this is the same movie? And that's that's not animation. That's in the movie. They built that set. Oh, that's very Gilliam. Yeah, that's very dude, it's insane. But like um so this movie came out in 2013. And I swear to God, I wouldn't think a film like this on this level would be made in a year outside of the eighties. Like you know how back then, like weird genre shit, there was a lot of money for it this movie looks like it was built with like a million dollar budget and everything, all of the, the set design, all of the special effects, they're fucking crazy, man. There's, there's a moment in the Are film. Rogan. I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <laughs> crazy. Man. There's a moment in the, in the movie where raw chicken is skydiving and they're parachuting out of a plane. And they, Hell they yeah. straight up had a dude rigged up to a parachute. On top of skydiving chicken. And they, dude, I don't know where the money came from, but they'll like China. That's that's juxtaposed with a shot where there's a burnt out school bus and he's walking down the middle of it and it's crazy looking. Burnt out school bus. Isn't that an opinions record cover? (laughs) Covered in tarp. Like it looks otherworldly. And then LeBec, he opens it up and there's like scientists back there and weird shit and he runs out, right? And um, in the Severin, blu-ray release there's a 17 minute making of i turned it off because it was too good and i was too tired
0: look at that cover
2: but they basically opened up talking about how the director brought the whole crew out and they shot that burnt down bus scene and um it was all gorilla and not since um bobcat have i heard such a like i don't know like a story that gave me anxiety because they said they threw the tarp over it and it was in the middle of a crowded area And everybody in the crew was like, how are we going to do this? We don't have permits for anything. So he told the actor to go in there. He did a a take, came out, and um, he's like, okay, we got one more of these, and the authorities will be here. Like, they're on their way. So the dude does another take, comes out, and the police came up and started talking to the director. He walked up to him and said, oh, I'm here with the fire marshal. Uh, I have authority. Here's his card. So the cop calls the card. Gets an answering machine, comes back. He's like, hey, he didn't answer. Can we contact him some other way? And he's like, no, we got what we need. We're done. And, he's, and he walked away. And the dude's like, wait, hold on. Who are you with? And they just kept walking. And he was like, dude, whose card did you give him? And he's like, here, you want to call it? And he, he looked at it. It was a printed card. And it said it was like a fire marshal thing. He said he called the number. And the answering machine was the director. And he was like, hey, this is Frank. I'm out of the office right now. Call back. So the dude knew that they were on like, Federal ground, and we're going to be harassed by the authorities <laughs> and set up a whole fake like business front, preparing for them to be stopped. Dude, it the production in this thing is fucking crazy. And uh, narr-
0: never heard of this movie, no,
2: and I haven't either. And I'm like, this movie's so big. And uh, again, literally, the only reason I watched it was because it's like, oh, Crystal did the cover, and I- I'll tell you right now, so the story is about this little kid grows up trying to be a conductor and there's shots of him walking around like guitar center, looking at all the instruments, fake conducting them with his, uh, with his little like conductor wand. And then it cuts to him. He's on stage in like a little high school thing, but he's all grown up and he's blanking. And everybody's like, dude, fucking start conducting. Like the whole orchestra is just waiting for him. He raises his hands and a bunch of drugs fall out of his jacket like like Brazil style, like drugs fall out of his jacket. And then everybody's like, oh my God. And he walks out, gets in his car, drives onto the freeway, hits incredible traffic, like s- just straight up gridlock, parks his car, gets out of it. Like, I think this is all stolen footage too. Walks down the, on the highway ramp, finds a severed St. Bernard head, picks it up and just walks down into the freeway with it. It is, I don't know how they did it or how they shot it, but you can tell that a special effect. Like, look at that. That picture is so Brazil. Yeah. Randy, I think I watched a couple of Randy movies on accident. <laughs> <laughs> I highly recommend you watch Fat Tuesday and St. Bernard. Does Warwick Davis play a redneck in this? Warwick Davis plays a like prophetic uh, lumberjack. Hell yeah. Like, he's up on a giant mountain of uh, chopped wood. How was this movie reviewed? I have no fucking clue on IMDb it's got 5.8 not even 100 reviews. I to check how many tomatoes this is 40 tomatoes. Dude, it is surreal though. It's surreal in a way that um I didn't know they made move they could make movies like this anymore. Cuz it's very much a horror film. Yeah, dude, it's it's a fucking trip. Like if you want to watch it we can watch it again. Yeah. I and the special effects dude, he worked on uh I think there's a Hennenlotter quote on the back, and he's just like, man, this is a good movie. Like something really chill, but it's, it's fucking Hennenlotter. So you're like, oh, this is legit. Let's check it out. He worked on like Brain Dead, The Wound, 5,000 Feet in the Best. I don't know what any of this shit is. Well, I, I, the Cave, The Unborn 2.
3: The director of Strange Nature also worked on the
2: special. Yeah, our boy. Ojala. Yeah, Ojala worked on it. Jim? Yeah, we got to hit him up. And be like, what the hell, like, dude? I don't know. I found two two uh, bangers this week. All right, yeah, no, I I would watch both of these, dude. I, you fat Tuesday, I think Randy might enjoy more, but I think you would like this. It's kind of what you wanted from Terry Gilliam, like, but we haven't had or Delamorte, Delamore. Well, what um, have you seen that Delamorte, De Delamore? No. It's one of Robbie's favorite movies. We should watch that. It's fucking this, great. This also
0: looks like which Cemetery also, Man. This looks like, which also looks like Gilliam, is um, Adam Rifkin's movie, The Dark Backward. Yeah,
2: it's got a well. As far as um, set which design, is, which is
0: mm, <laughs> my favorite Gilliam movie, as I say. Yeah, well, it's fucking good. The Dark Backward.
1: Dark Backward, oh, yeah. so good. All right, Randy, you seen the Dark Backward? The Dark Backwards Man. I've seen that.
2: Oh hell yeah! <laughs> no, bro. That's
1: racist, by the way. Do <laughs> you think Randy
2: would like to dart backward?
0: Yeah, it's weird. It's I think good.
2: he would like it, but he wouldn't love it.
0: Randy, uh, Bill Paxton crushes it in it. <laughs> okay, I'm down. You got a, uh, you got a uh, Judd Nelson. You got a Bill Paxton. We got Wayne Newton. Who else we got in there? We got Laura uh, Flynn Boyle. Got, Boyle. Laura Flynn Boyle. Yeah, it's by a stand-up comedian who grows an arm in his back. Down. Oh, Jimmy Kahn? Rob Lowe? Yeah, Rob Lowe. Yeah, who's the agent? Yeah, it was Wayne Newton.
2: All right. Good film. Five stars. I think you talked about it when Madeline was on here. <sighs> one yeah. One yeah. Oh,
0: that, that was Hookie Boy Day, Dave.
2: Oh, yeah. Hooky Boy. Yeah.
0: Also, uh, RIP to all the fries. They're all gone. Yep. Did you do that? Oh, electronics.
2: Yeah. Because
0: <laughs> yeah. we went to fries. I thought you were making a food joke. No, no, no. Even though I did... Uh I, uh, Randy, I cooked a terrible batch of fries the other day. And,
1: uh, <laughs> Thought you were I getting better at it.
0: I well, Randy, if we have to get into it, I put the fryer on the wrong eye of the stove. Your third eye. <laughs> normally, I have it on the left. I put it on. Uh, normally, I put it on the left eye. Okay, I put it on the Lisa <laughs> Lopez
2: burner. This time you put it on the this pineal time, gland.
0: I put it on the right one, and the left one is, it's got the warmer on it. So it's, it, it heats it different. And, uh, just, um, just wasn't
2: my day. Next time. And you never talked about the dark backward. I just I did, looked it I up. did talk about the dark backward. No. I definitely did. 100 I think 000. we did a thing that I thought I did last week where we watched what <laughs> was the sentence you just said? We watched, um, or we recorded and then went and watched the movie.
0: We talked about the dark backward on Hooky Boys 100%. That happened. I have an elephant's brain, also an elephant's ass. (laughs) So when I did that, I licked the microphone, and it was so gross. It's salty and has a weird texture. Enjoy the rest of the show with our friend Colin.
1: Randy, Mm -hmm. take her home. Again, I thought I'd only take people home at the end of the interview. Well, Colin,
0: how are you, man? Welcome I'm good. back. Guys, it's been a while. When was the last time we talked to Colin? Uh, I
5: think the last time we talked was between uh, Holy Shit, That Was Scary 1 and 2, I believe. Oh, my goodness. it was what? like years ago.
0: The days of yesteryear.
5: God, yeah, oh, right. Real. The before times.
0: Let's see. Let's try to get the date here. We've got our handy dandy uh, Overlook Hour schedule document.
2: (laughs) Let's see. That I can't navigate right now for some reason. Uh, These don't seem right. 202. No, it's not right. No, you were here a long time ago. Yeah,
5: hold on. Maybe I have it in my email too. Uh,
2: Oh, Google's let us down.
0: It's definitely in the 100s. Uh. Why don't you just type in his name?
2: Does that do anything? No, because I don't have the doc set up to actually read guest names. Of course. I know.
0: <laughs> Sometimes when you start something, you just end up with nothing. Well, you know, anyway, we're happy to have you back, Colin. Oh, <laughs>
4: great to be back.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, uh, a lot has happened over there uh, since we talked to you. So now, what's. Now you're producing movies?
5: Yeah. yeah we, um, well, you know, the world shut down uh, just about a year ago to the day. And um, we kind of got together at Awesome Theater and made a, very, made a decision, whereas there's kind of two groups of people in the wake of the shutdown. There was, the, there was the, you know, the performance groups that wanted to preserve the live experience, and then there were the performance groups that wanted to preserve the quality like the control of the product. And we chose the latter uh, just because, you know, two of us have film degrees. We got a bunch of equipment, a bunch of gear, a bunch of friends. So we just pivoted and made about seven feature films over the last year, um, kind of ranging between, you know, silly contest videos and straight up full documentaries. And now uh, an accidental feature film. (laughs) But yeah, so so we just kind of, kind of, went virtual right away and just never looked back.
2: Yeah. But if Colin, I mean, I've only known you pretty briefly, but I feel like you were heading in this direction already. Yeah. Yeah.
5: (laughs) Yes, I was absolutely. Um, you know, once we realized that like the angle of making movies could kind of give us that edge, we kind of just really leaned into it. And also personally, like my, end goal is to make movies like I've always wanted to make movies I love doing theater but I want to like spend my life working on movies just because I you know as a perfectionist who's more detail oriented a a, a show is a rolling snowball of insanity that eventually just ends and obliterates and everyone walks away all excited and happy whereas a movie is a slog and like constantly going back second-guessing yourself this computer crashed this computer crashed so uh it's more frustrating but I find it much more rewarding in terms of production commitments and
2: stuff. Also like we when we first set out on doing the podcast and the Overlook Theater thing the whole idea was trying to build a horror community in San Francisco because there there seemed to be really intense little pockets all over that didn't yeah. know about each other. And I felt when I met you that I had like found the leader of a little pocket. Like yeah. normally I can't just like Riff with people on like new films or especially found footage, but you you knew everything I was talking about, including okay. you came over one time and we had a screener, and uh, what was that movie? It was like a parody of a porn film.
5: Oh God, it was Deep Murder, wasn't it? Wasn't it called Deep, like Murder, Deep Murder? Yeah. Murder or something
2: like. That? Yeah, but you knew what it was when <laughs> you came over with Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, oh, yeah, no,
5: I'd, I'd read all about that. That movie was on my radar.
2: <laughs> no, I had a damn screener link in my email, and I had no idea what it was so i'm like you're on like a next level here. you still talk about fuck your blood i still play that song all day (laughs) do do you remember that colin i
5: do remember that i think i watched it again with a friend after i watched it with you because it was so funny
2: oh yeah it was one of the first things i added to my spotify when i finally (laughs) got it yeah but like i don't know what so what do you read like what are you like bloody disgusting or like where do you find all the good news on horror? I, I, um, I
5: yeah, <laughs> uh, a lot of it's bloody disgusting. I bloody disgusting is on my usual rotation. Um, I also check Dread Central um, and then like IndieWire, Collider. Um, but Reddit has been really good, especially for like horror literature. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the horror Reddits are really. I mean, if you can cut through, you know, the chaff. Uh, there's a lot of really good stuff in there. And, you know, my dad raised me to be a horror fan. Like he was sneaking in exorcist movies and bordello of blood when mom was out of town. And, uh, I just kind of, I was kind of raised to make horror, I think in a lot of ways.
2: (laughs) Now you you just made a film that's kind of about like internet communication Mm -hmm. and we, we go, it, it, you transverse a lot. We're on Twitch. We go through phone media. We have vloggers and, uh, just this last year during the lockdown, I discovered Reddit and I've been trying to wrap my head around the difference of communication and just like the kind of culture on there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what uh, what was that movie we loved? Um, Feels Good Man. Sure. Did you check that out, Colin?
5: I did not see that one, but I heard of it.
2: Okay, watch that because I that movie's a, it's like a historical um, bookend of like a moment in the internet. And I love like internet documentaries. Mm-hmm. And one of the things in there is it kind of expresses a fear of the forum. Like the forum mm-hmm. for some reason is treated differently than like Instagram or even Facebook, which is, they're all just takes on like the forum model. Pretty much. Yet, yeah. When I got into Reddit, I realized something and it's completely different. Like it's not, you follow people that then create your content. You follow ideas mm-hmm. and then the, the upvotes in those ideas. So basically the community uh, decides what's important yep. and it kind of pushes it forward onto your feed, but also people like to interact there. Mm-hmm. So once I kind of broke through that, I realized like my favorite corner of the internet's kind of these forums that have been scared of. Mm-hmm. And hearing you come out with like a lot of news from like the horror community, I'm not surprised. Why are you scared? Well, I, th- I think there's a lot of fear in the forum because there's a lot of people actually conversating there. You're not limited to a word count. You can add videos and pictures. It's not like Instagram where you're kind of like. You need yeah, to have more the, confidence the, in yourself and what you bring to the table. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what That's mean? what it sounds like to me. No, 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 <laughs> no Colin, jump in there.
5: Uh, well, I think uh, I, w- in developing this movie, I tried to avoid Reddit just because, I mean, I tried to pull aspects of like iconic social media, but Reddit, that rabbit hole goes so deep. Like I was, I didn't want to take on Reddit. Are you kidding me? Reddit like crashed GameStop. <laughs> like I'm <laughs> like I'm going to, I mean, I, I, I'm a lurker on Reddit. I do not interact with anyone on Reddit. I mostly am just a lurker. Um, but you know, Reddit's kind of been my, become my go-to, you know, internet surf over lockdown, but, um, I just, oh man, some of the, <laughs> some of the confrontations and the interactions there, I just like are so cringy for me as someone who tries to avoid confrontation when possible. So I, 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 I follow Reddit until I get uncomfortable and then I. <laughs> and I read a book or something. Well, but, know, yeah, I was I was afraid to tackle Reddit. I was ready to like throw knives at Facebook, social media, Twitter. Like we all we were all like aiming at those guys. But I think everyone's like Reddit's too big for us at this point.
2: Well, also Reddit's not like general audience shit like right. Instagram and Facebook and like just like general apps. Everybody has that. Yeah, but like you know, there's a thing that I've learned from Reddit, which is. We do a show, and uh, as, as a person who's been uh, you know a co-host on here since the beginning, I couldn't pull up the damn episode you appeared on earlier. <laughs> and normally, this is where Google kind of becomes everybody's crutch. It's like, just fucking Google it. You can figure out anything. Yeah. You go on Reddit, and there's a lot of links to websites that don't get picked up on Google. There's yeah. a lot of hard-coded videos that aren't on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a gray area.
5: Yeah, it's this weird kind of no man's land of the internet.
2: Yeah, it's almost like Google has branded everything that's okay on the internet. (laughs) Once you get out of that Google net, you're kind of like, I don't know, it feels different.
5: It feels like, I mean, I I wouldn't say it feels dangerous, but it definitely feels more unstable.
2: It's like, so um, I'm sure everybody's been in this position before, where you want to download a YouTube video, and you're kind of like, I know YouTube doesn't want me to do this, but I bet you can. So then you Google, how do I download a YouTube video? The first thing that will come up probably in three different uh, hits will be a third-party app. It's not on the Play Store or in iTunes. And that's kind of what I'm talking about, where it's like you're dipping your toe in like... That's the real stuff, maybe. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
5: you're kind of like... It's like the moonshine.
2: yeah. uh, (laughs) Yeah, Dude, It is. it's the moonshine. You're like, wait, nobody's regulating this? (laughs) <laughs> and then you kind of look for reviews and then you remember all the shit you talked about Yelp and you're like, am I really going to go off these reviews? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, reviews, <laughs> reviews are a whole different
0: <laughs> bag of tricks, man. Like, oh, yeah. honestly, like you really can't. How much faith can you put in user reviews?
5: Honestly. Yeah. In one person's opinion. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Because I'm having a hard time right now as I'm looking for an electric kettle. And boy, are people opinionated
2: about their own oh, yeah. This almost burned my hand off. But I mean, you are right. Because it comes down to like the content creator in that um, situation too. Because somebody could be a really talented writer and full of shit. Also, if you have any recommendations on electric kettles, please <laughs> be in
0: the market. Also, uh, Colin, we did find your episode. Uh, You were on nearly 100 episodes ago. Oh, wow. Episode 142 on May 14th of
5: 2019. Oh, dang. Oh, the last great year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) And then also, um, just for kicks and giggles, looks like the next episode we lost. (laughs) Don't really know what happened there.
2: You remember that, Roz? What? We did? Yeah, it said 142, then lost. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> you know, my notes. I mean, people used to give me shit for how meticulous they were. Uh, you look at them now; they're way more cringy and eye-crossing. Um, yeah, I, God, that was a fucking long time ago. It was two years ago. And you know what? I walked away with from that interview knowing. How much just happened, since. I just remember you going to clown school, Colin.
5: Yeah, well, I was I was uh, teaching at a clown school. Yes.
2: Okay. <laughs> See, now I'm. I'm. It bums me out because I did not put that in my notes. Oh, you know, I'm gonna add that right now. Do it, <laughs> Colin. I miss you, man. I felt like when you first came over, because I think you only came over one time. And we watched yep, just once,
5: one glorious time.
2: I thought for sure I had you hooked.
5: Yeah, no, you did. You had me hooked. <laughs> I mean, this is like you're coming back over is at the top of my list after getting like a vaccine,
2: man. But All right. We got to talk about your struggles. I know you're you're a creative dude who works harder than all three of us in this house put together. (laughs) And I just, how's the lockdown been treating you?
5: Uh, I've been pretty lucky. I was able to just start making movies for all of the theater and live performance arts groups that I'd been working with for years. So once people stopped being able to perform live, I, I, i am sitting here with a computer. So I just spent all year just kind of creating virtual fundraisers, galas, pivot productions for people all over the area. I went to Laney College, we worked for Skyline, um, Circus Center, um, all kinds of groups. So I was able to stay pretty busy um, and pretty productive, uh, kind of helping people stay afloat over the last year. Wow. Yeah, I was that? lucky. Very lucky.
2: How, how did you figure that out?
5: Oh, uh, it was accidental. I was like, shit, I got, uh, I got laid off from all three of my jobs over the course of one week Damn. last year. And I was just like, man, what am I going to do? Okay, so I went on unemployment, and you know, after about five weeks, you get really exhausted. And then it seemed like as everyone started to kind of get a lay of the land, they started to just think of creative ideas. It's so like, well, we can't do this show. Can we make a movie? And luckily, I knew enough people to well. A lot of them just kind of asked me, and then I was able to kind of build some crews of people and just edit all fucking year. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was it was nice, and it kept me from losing my mind. Although I I feel like I did better if it was just straight lockdown scenario with nothing. I feel like I would have done better than a lot of people just because I'm I'm okay not interacting with people a lot. Here, <laughs> here. Yeah.
2: Is that true though? Colin, you're such a like personable dude who like, you know, you're at the center of like a tiny stage in awesome theater and I feel like it's all about cramming as many people as you can in there.
5: Yeah, um, it it is. And we were able to um, this last year, we were able to recruit some like staff members that could help us with that outreach. So uh, we were able to bring in people that we would never have been able to afford um, in 2019 or before just because no one's doing anything. And then everyone's looking for something to do that's safe. And uh, we were able, you know, we looked at dentist offices COVID protocols, and we we're like, "Fuck it, let's just we're gonna have a COVID officer. We're gonna keep making movies,
2: dude." I love it. I <laughs> would you call yourself an introvert though?
5: Um, I would say I'm. I feel like I'm like a ambidextrous vert. <laughs> um, like oh. I'm really, I'm I'm great with people for like specific periods of time, but like. Two hours at a bar, like, I'm done. I'm ready to go home. I'm done for the night. Like, and there's a very, very real switch in me when, like, I've decided, like, I'm done socializing. And it's just, like, there's no point in trying to keep pushing through at that point.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, so, Colin, so here's, a, here's an important thing. So, like, you as a performer, and you've surrounded yourself with performers, like, when you've got people who are always on. Yeah like is that something that I, I i i i can't wrap my head i could never do that because I, i'm very much the same way like a switch is a switch mm-hmm. and like i just need that i need that time and but there are some people who are just always on
5: yeah they, they feed on interaction um yeah, and it, i think it, those, you know, those are good those are good people to have on your good side and luckily with awesome theater like we we decide who we you know bring in so and, you know, our motto is theater for people that didn't know they liked theater. And that's kind of, that kind of informs everything we do. So we tend to hire people that aren't that, like, theater archetype that lives out loud and runs around and sings yeah. in public. Like, it's like, okay, like, we're we're a little weirder than that. That's not what we're interested in. Right.
0: <laughs> but, but even, you know, now... You- You're making the films, but ultimately, though, like, is it live performance that is a big driver for you? Is that you want to go back to that or you Uh, you can both of these things?
5: Well, I've always wanted to do both and I always will do both. But, you know, um, I just I think I just did so many shows over like 2017 to 2019. I just burned out. So this last year was really nice for not doing theater. At this point, I'm ready to kind of go back into it. I mean, Awesome Theater is a theater company. We make movies because we can and we like to integrate the two mediums. But at the end of the day, we commission writers to write plays. That's kind of how we got our start. And that's how, and that's our kind of, you know, we're really comfortable doing that. We have a lot of really great theater people. Um, so, yeah.
0: Also, given the current climate of everything, <laughs> did you, I mean, you know, maybe crisis acting that's a, that's oh, an habit
4: that's an option
0: <laughs> no <laughs> Whenever you can Time
4: yeah, to make it work
2: <laughs> we're at a point in 2021 where um it looks like there is actually a light at the end of the tunnel yeah. when uh, do we have a timeline you said that before for awesome theater yeah but i, re- I feel it this time like i believe yes.
5: Uh, we do have a timeline, actually, and it looks like we're on track to hopefully open two live shows in October and November. Um, we got um, two really great shows. We got a, we got a zombie play uh, that's set around uh, kind of the, um, the racial unrest of 2020 in the wake of that and kind of f- drawing those metaphorical parallels and creating like a zombie story out of it. And then um, we got a Jersey Devil comedy coming out as well so we're just like we're, we're we're just hitting the ground running we're swinging for the fences we're kicking uh we don't give a shit we're doing a jersey devil and a zombie play this year
2: now is the jersey devil dealing with gender relations
5: um no it's actually dealing with uh relationships it's a it's a it's a young couple um expecting a child that move into what was once Thought to be the birthplace of the Jersey Devil. If you're familiar with the Jersey Devil, it was born of a woman, um, but it was like I hope I get this right, Allison. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, if uh, it was born like the 13th child of a of, 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 a, of a human, and she said, "Man, I'm ha- I have 12 kids. If I have a 13 one, may it be may it be a devil." And that's one of the legends for the Jersey Devil. So she kind of. And, it, and she's she runs Killing My Lobster. She's one of the funniest people in the city. And she's writing us like a horror comedy about just like a silly young couple out of their element in the boonies that slowly start to get engulfed in the legend of the Jersey Devil.
2: Yeah, my only knowledge of the Jersey Devil is from the Bad Band series on,
5: <laughs> <laughs> on Amazon Prime. So, Are you familiar with that? Uh, yes, I remember talking to okay. you guys about the Bad Ben series. I've yet to watch it, though. I keep looking at it, and I was like, "Man, that that, that person looks <laughs> rough." I oh. don't know. I'm not a fan of that font. Uh,
2: you know. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> what's interesting about Bad Ben is the first one is kind of like f- slow cinema through security cameras. So it's almost like it's found footage slow cinema, and mm-hmm. I think it's a really interesting framing device to kind of articulate how just because something is like really slow paced, we might think it's like, um, uh, exaggeratedly good. I'm not, <laughs> happy. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I came out of the first bad band and I'm like, Whoa, is this guy like a master of like pacing? And he just knows how to really like bait and switch a scare when there's nothing going on. And then you watch part two and you're like, oh, I hope I didn't post that on Reddit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, part two makes sense is because part one, he, this is just a guy. He he, liter- he, told us that he had literally just gotten the news yeah. <laughs> that his plans for his movie fell apart uh, as the actors fell out. So he just grabbed his phone and started recording while he was driving in the rain Yep, <laughs> at Egg Harbor Township. New Jersey, Steelmanville Road, and then uh, <laughs> he just made this movie with himself and it had a budget of twenty nine dollars, which was a
5: chain he bought at Home Depot. It's pretty great
0: to harness a buff guy, yeah. And then, and then, you know, he made the movie. He got good feedback, and he got a little too cute in part. Two. <laughs> and then no one liked part two, so he in part three went back to part
2: one. Yeah. And uh, included the Jersey Devil, which is all I know about the Jersey Devil. <laughs> and then he jumped the shark with cartoons and
0: Mandela yeah, how, Effect.
5: How, how many of them has he made at this point?
0: Oh, Colin, that is, oh boy. Um, like eight, I, I think, I think he he's eight. try and run through the titles. Okay. Bad Ben, Bad Ben, uh, Stillmanville Road, Batter Ben. Mandela Effect is four, maybe? Oh my God. <laughs> then, then there's like night, night clown moon <laughs> night. What was that
2: <laughs> bad clown rising? It was something I don't remember. I harvest I, moon. So we got bad Ben. you were right. batter Ben. ben. batter is, Ben is three.
0: Stillmanville Road is two. batter Ben three. Four is Mandela effect.
2: Got it. Crescent moon clown. You're you, you were close. All right. Then bad Ben the way in At which we haven't seen. So. Yeah, that was just six. That and was then, there's at least two more, I think, because now you've got wow. pandemic and um,
0: there was another one we watched.
2: There was the Bad Ben Channel, there's the Bad Ben Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, he started a Bad Ben Channel.
5: Very nice.
2: <laughs> yes, on Roku, and apparently
0: it just hosted like underground UFC fights. <laughs> <laughs> like, underground MMA fights.
4: And he was <laughs> bananas. <laughs>
5: Man, th- I mean, he's—he got to hand it to him, man. That guy's got drive.
0: Yeah, I mean, th- that's the beauty of all this. Is like you just tap into these weirdos, man, and like yeah. you're able to like just go in like parallel with their frequency just for a little bit, and then it's just I think that ninety minute time is just enough time we need to spend, and yep. then we can go back to
2: our lives. Just yeah, just tuning oh, in with dude. these weirdos. The lockdown. It was really weird. And again, Colin, we don't talk about the lockdown all the time. It's just really appropriate right now because right. me and Clark, God, we've been doing the show for four years talking about how we want to make something. And the only reason we've started filming is because we got kind of pushed in a corner by the yeah. lockdown. I um, I had, what, three months where I wasn't working and I did nothing. I think the last that week. That is not true. You beat the Star Wars game. I did. I beat Quite a couple video so. games. But the last week of that, I feel like I figured it out. And then I think in May, I got a call and they said, hey, we're coming back. So I've been at work this whole time. And the only reason we started filming was because we really wanted to do something with the film fest again. And we're like, we don't want to let it like lie for a year. So we're like, well, we can't do it in a the theater. And that was our whole thing. So we figured a way to make it go online. Now we've got your new film or your first, is it your film? And why don't you have an IMDb page Colin?
5: I do. It just doesn't have any of this newer stuff on it. I have an IMDb IMDb page from when I was like a PA for like (laughs) movies like 10 years ago, but I haven't updated it. I probably should.
2: Okay. Well, the the stars aligned. And uh, when we figured out that we could do something interesting in the ways of a uh, online film fest, we, uh, also got the great news that you had, uh, committed a full narrative to video format.
5: Well, I've been planning to do that since like the, the last year's, uh, festival was the last thing I did before shutdown. And literally I spent all year developing a found footage show and it was through a totally different group, a totally different idea. And that all kind of changed and contorted. And, um, we were looking for digital premieres for this year for awesome theater. I was like, well, let's make our first horror movie. It's found footage. It's not going to cost a lot. It's basically going to bottleneck to me sitting in front of a computer for three weeks, like doing tiny little detail edits. So um, it worked out really well. I mean, I'm always, I'm always amazed that my ideas are approved just because they're not the most (laughs) mainstream ideas. But I think uh, just with the, the, the team that we got, to, to act in it like there's some like there's some crazy good stuff in that and we got great directors and great writers it just worked out really well it was it was one of those projects it could only work it in this month in this year you know
0: so Colin walk us through the process of, of how that all happened how you were able to assemble this team for this film
5: uh yeah well um i basically came I went to awesome theater with the idea, which was basically just kind of a write-up on the villain, like the the evil entity, that is kind of in my mind has been the same evil entity in the previous shows. Like we're just tracking the evolution of this like manifestation of pure evil. So I wrote that and then I wrote some notes on just like how shitty social media is and how it might be fun to to fuck with it somehow. To like invert the experience to where you know where most people like to project the perfect life that they have and are secretly just miserable like we're flipping that inside out and that was the idea and from there um i worked with nikki who's our uh casting and outreach director and she uh brought in three awesome writers and then we brought in three awesome directors to attach to those three writers and we all sat down and it was basically, all right, there's an evil app. This first piece needs to deal with this element of the app. The second piece needs to deal with this element. The third needs to deal with this. And then I'll write something that just wraps around and embeds everything. So we're basically tricking people into thinking they saw a feature film when in reality it's a anthology, you know.
2: Yeah, that's what you get for trying to download a YouTube downloader app. <laughs> yeah. You get an evil entity coming after you.
5: Yeah, pretty. Oh, man. And I've definitely fought some evil YouTube rip entities. There's, like, <laughs> I've used, like, eight different shady-ass websites.
2: Dude. And dude.
5: at a certain point, it's just like, oh, there's something living in my computer now.
2: <laughs> now, now, Colin, I've uh, had the, the divine privilege of seeing, um, holy shit, that was scary one and two. Yeah. And uh, just for people who missed out on that. These were plays, which at mm-hmm. first, I'm not a thespian by any regard. I feel like I, I only can kind of fringely understand and appreciate the art form that is live acting. And I went in there and I was blown away, mostly because you were able to marriage. You created this beautiful bond between technology, uh, pre-recorded um, video, and live performance. And I was just like, it was like a wave over me. I'm just like, whoa, I'm completely in here. I have no idea what to expect next. Now, now you're, you're playing in my format now and I'm very (laughs) narrative film and I'm very used to found footage. And I, I think I noticed something uh, different in your approach. I think a lot of screen life films, which is kind of what we're doing where everything here is on a, um, desktop. Like we're kind of looking through the monitor of a character Mm -hmm. and, in a lot of these films they use a lot of time manipulation through the the editing choices. Yeah. Now because you had a bunch of actors who are used to live performances, I mm-hmm. get the feeling that you had a lot of real long takes. Like Yes. You didn't manipulate much and you know you watch a movie like unfriended and they kind of like distort the time and make it feel like it all happened in an hour. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, your film, I feel like it really did happen in an
5: hour. <laughs> well that that yeah, that that's really interesting because um when I watched Unfriended, like basically I, I was obsessed with Unfriended. I finished that movie standing right in front of my TV, just standing like nose to nose with my TV. Um, And just thinking, wow, this must have been the hardest fucking movie to make. Like, look (laughs) at look at all the pauses and the hesitations and like the deleting of the text when you don't typewrite. Like all the subtext that went into those performances blew me away. So, of course, being someone that likes to shoot myself in the foot, I was like, I want to do a desktop horror movie (laughs) and uh, all the desktop stuff and holy shit was my stuff. Um, And I learned that in terms of shooting, it's way easier to shoot than you think. The problem is like all of the like brands that you need to carefully like cover up, like all like I would get texts during shoots from like my dad like in the, I'm, I'm recording oh. my screen with my actors and my dad will text me going, Oh, the empty man was great. Oh <laughs> man, stop it. Oh, we got to reshoot again. Um, <laughs> Dude, your dad knows what's up. Was- yeah, no, my dad, that movie, I feel like that movie wow. was made for my dad, but, uh, but anyway, um, but yeah, it was a really interesting challenge. Um, but we definitely just approached it. I figure like, don't throw too many things at a performer that they're uncomfortable with. So I made the decision, like we're going to rehearse this like a play. We're going to rehearse it like a play. We're going to shoot it in like like you said, uh, very long takes. We'll stop if we need to, but we'll just do like five very long takes of each of these scenes. Mostly, I'm, I'm speaking mostly about the the wrap around my stuff. Like there was different modes of shooting that went into each of the shorts, but yeah, I just covered my ass and then just kind of blew up the editing to like. 800% so i could see tiny little pixels on the screen and make sure everything was covered up.
2: Now, Colin, there's something interesting that happens there. Like the i would say the the main theme of your film is kind of the uh the the emphasis on the faux reality of like a reality TV show. Right. And it's kind of like these people are you know, they're trying to make a brand out of being Uh, personality except these personalities are clearly all fake Mm -hmm. and it's you know that's i mean clear like when you look at instagram influencers and vloggers and youtubers and because you can you can feel that these people are reading lines and are acting it kind of doubles down on that
5: yeah it really does yeah i thought
2: it was like it was really interesting because normally i critique a film for feeling um like, you lose versimilitude when you have people um, trying to remember lines. Right. Except in here, it feels like, you know, there's app manipulation, there's an evil entity at play, and the whole idea is we're exposing the phonies. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I don't know. I felt like it's one of those things that you hadn't thought about that really helped it.
5: Yeah, it, it that's definitely the case. And I mean I I couldn't get away. I don't know why, but I I I was stuck while developing this movie on a single line from session nine. Do you remember that movie? Oh yeah. Uh, where the voice says at the very end, I feed on the weak and the wounded. And I was like, Oh, well that's kind of that's what this thing should do. Uh, so basically the idea was that it would kind of pull the fears and insecurities out of the people and however unstable those people were. Is how fast it would get them. Um, and then you uninstall it, and then boom, you're literally fucked if you uninstall it. That kind of
2: thing. Now, Colin, it's funny. You're, you were talking about your dad texting you and like kind of reality burping the narrative bubble <laughs> bursting. Bur- burping kind of works. I don't hate it. I don't, hate, don't, it. <laughs> I don't now, hate it. Here's the thing. You would un so we're dealing with mixed media. It's exactly what I love. We jump into a lot of vertical camera footage we're in uh like I said earlier, twitch streams with gameplay like we're all over there there's a moment where somebody's in their... um like I'm not an apple fan. I don't have everything hooked up to my apple network yet uh I love when people do because when they pull open their computer, a lot of their text messages are there
5: yeah, and that that was the big bar- that was the big obstacle I had was trying to like not put people's phone numbers on blast and like making sure personal conversations were hidden.
2: Now, Colin, you're a fellow voyeur. So <laughs> I know that you know about that because me and you look for it. And there's a moment where the app is kind of like, you know, it's finding all the cracks in the hole of the ship yet on the screen, we kind of partake in this as we're like, cause I was reading all of the previews of all the texts on the left and i'm just like love and one of them there was a phone number but that had to be like a that had to be like a fake number right
5: i think so yeah i think i was able to cover all the real phone numbers and put a couple fake ones in there but who knows i'm still going through it with a fine tooth comb
2: <laughs> okay in the intro we're going to try it out so we'll get back to you and let you know if anybody answers cool right. <laughs> <laughs> no but it's i don't know the whole medium the like invasion of privacy the negotiation is somebody trying to make money off of just being who they are or who they're not or who they're yeah. presenting. And then like not understanding the audience is kind of like they are feeding on the wounded. Yep. Like, man, I watched King Cobra all day to call him. Have you ever heard of the term? Lowell cow? No, I don't think so. It's kind of like when a vlogger or an influencer is a train wreck. Uh, and people show up because it's really hard to ignore the you know the wreckage on the side of the road.
5: Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, 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 I learned so much about internet terminology making this movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, it's something I'm not proud of, but something. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I wake up and I watch um, basically outsider art as a um, dude who's been complaining about his dry spell now for three years writes an album about uh, gender relationships sexual dry spell he's not an irrigation <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's not a musician either which makes the whole thing confusing I dude i love the internet <laughs> i'm so glad that you made a anthology found footage movie based solely on the uh contradictions of it
5: thanks man yeah and actually my my, my safety net which is saved my ass several times was um a glitch package that i like a plug-in i bought for the editing and so whenever kind of what you brought up before russell how like it felt like everything was done in real time it felt like it was all happening unfolding before your eyes well that's because whenever we had a cut i put a glitch in there to make it look that way
2: now i'm um, gonna argue for your talent and i <laughs> you now i think people listening might be like oh well, there we go. He didn't do it. That's some bullshit. When you watch the movie, there are long takes in here, so don't undersell your your performances in this film.
5: Yeah, no, we we definitely, yeah, we we wanted to do long takes, and a lot of the actors were uh, more comfortable than I thought with longer takes, since most of them were theater trained and not particularly used to making movies.
0: That was that was my next question, Colin. Is that what were the challenges presented with you know shifting gears, going from you know stage to screen?
5: Um, well, I mean, once you kind of once you can get it into everyone's head that like they're not playing to the back row, they're playing to a small piece of glass right in front of their face. Um, We were we got we hired good enough actors to where they could make that switch pretty easily. But then again, like depending on the tone of the piece, the first piece, Dolores, like that was more comedic in tone a bit over the top, like that performance had a little more room to get big. Same with uh, Ed, who played Trevor in the second one, um, who we just told him Jack Torrance, and he ran with it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um, But yeah, they we I mean, like I said before, we were able to get really good actors that you know didn't have jobs this year because of everything. Um, So because of that, they were way more enthusiastic. They were very excited to be working, and you know, I work really hard to create a collaborative fun environment and i think we did a pretty good job also the other directors that i brought in like boom we did found footage crash course and they just ran off it was great
2: you know you talk about like trying to undo the like plane to the back of the room mm-hmm. but then you know you throw on a character like ghost Radamis. you kind of point out like so i've been i've been fucking around in twitch with our buddies at uh barely functional gamers and the whole idea was like let me just like get used to being on camera like eventually we're gonna do podcast video and i know it's down the road so i'm like let me just be let me punish myself and be on camera as much as i can just to forget about it
5: yeah you got to workshop it you know
2: right and dude ghostradamus that motherfucker should be a real streamer.
5: He is. That's Tazi. Like um he's awesome. He is a real streamer like he really works for that. Like he's he works on Twitch a lot. Um so when we brought him in we we're like, "Oh man, we just we just hired an actor and production value at the same time." Um but Tazi was great. And like but he's like born for Twitch. Like he's the happiest most positive gamer. I loved working with him.
2: He's got that kind of charisma where when he's smiling, it doesn't matter like the context. If you just jumped in, it's infectious, even exactly. through the internet.
5: Yep. And, and, and for that exact reason, when he slows down and things get weird, it's all the more effective because he is such an outgoing, fun personality. And so, then shit gets weird and the glitches come in and Recompose starts fucking with him. And we did, yeah, uh, Nikki, who, Nikki directed that piece. Oh, no, sorry, uh, Sarah, Sarah Koykendall directed that piece. And she did some really good subtext. If you look at it again, you notice every time someone mentions the word focus, it's like, like all the meaning in the world is funneled into this one word for every character. And that's kind of the contagion that spreads is this need to focus. It was really interesting. And that was something that I hadn't, I mean, it did not occur to me at all. Until the cast and the director came on,
2: dude. Oh. What's his uh, Twitch handle? Do you know?
5: Oh, I, his name's Tazi Alabastro. Um, I think he, he's he's uh, he has a big presence on Facebook as well. So you could probably if you got a name like
2: that. Facebook. You don't need a username, right? dude. <laughs> no, right.
5: That's like a good. That's like a fucking great like, name,
2: dude. It's like a fucking cool vampire name.
5: Like right? <laughs> it's like something out of what we do in the shadows. It's like. <laughs>
2: I don't know, it sounds like he belongs in The Godfather, one of the five. <laughs> dude, he's so good. And he's in the um the middle segment.
5: Yeah, he's in FOMO.
2: Fuck. Yeah, FOMO.
5: God damn it. I, I
2: don't know. I'm a fan of that dude. I want to go follow Randy, him. have you ever had FOMO?
5: <laughs> Never.
2: <laughs> no, Randy got into Bitcoin early. He doesn't know what oh, FOMO that is. That is
1: true, right? Ooh, Ooh
5: nice, Randy.
1: Not, not Randy super Krippler. early, but early enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no colin now
2: fuck was it scary when the film came out also i should oh, point yes. out yes i did I'm i was horrifying. debating you're actually on camera in this movie too yes
5: uh just because we ran out of budget for 11 actors we could only pay 10 so i was like <laughs> "Fuck it, i'll do it
2: <laughs> now i was cheering for you did, oh thank you how, how did it feel
5: Oh, I felt like I did by far and away the worst performance of anybody. Like you have all these great actors with makeup, and then there's sweaty Colin running around. Um, but um, but it was it was really fun. Um, it, it's really hard. I mean, when you uh, produce, when you're producing, editing, and shooting, and acting, that's the hardest part. Is like focusing on the acting because no one was behind the camera when I was acting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Damn, but yeah. but you did have directors for each individual set. Yes. Right?
5: yeah, we had great directors, and Alejandro Torres directed me in the Convergence, that third piece, and uh, yeah, we had a great time. I just love, I love bringing in directors that are like really excited, really talented, but have never touched a movie, and uh, just kind of bringing them in and kind of sweeping them up in the whole process was really fun. And then I was able to, I have a big enough living room now where I was able to bring directors to my place, put the editing up on a big monitor, and we could actually sit and build it together, which was really helpful as well.
2: Wow, that that's really cool. Actually, we should steal that. When yeah. we have some projects coming up that we need to edit, that's probably how we should do it.
5: There you go. Yeah, just uh, yep. just like put your big screen like right facing your like porch, and then put everyone out on the porch, <laughs> and then you're good.
2: Well, we could literally do that. We have the deck yeah. right next to the projector.
5: Yeah, it's perfect.
2: Now, Colin, I clearly I'm I'm gonna place a bet here. Um, I'm guessing you're the most educated in the way of found footage or screen life film out of everybody you worked with?
5: Uh, Yes. Yeah. No, I've been, I've been watching. I got obsessed with Blair Witch in 98 uh, and yeah, The rest is history.
2: So were you giving people like films to look at, to kind of figure out like the pacing or like what it will look like in the end? Yeah. What was the crash course?
5: Uh, Here, let me pull it up here. I have it. Holy shit. like, yeah, uh, I definitely know. gave people references. Uh, pre-production, is that it?
2: Now, it, this is only because I remember after watching Holy Shit That Was Scary, the first one, we hung out in the bar after, and I I can't help it. I start motor-mouthing all the time, and I just pull up titles casually like people know them. And you, you've made the impression on me that you're the only person that knew all of them. <laughs> Probably. I was just like, damn, dude, you're on it. And it was intimidating because you also seem like somebody who does more work than I do. I'm like, how the fuck do you balance that?
5: Um, I walk a lot and I sleep enough.
2: Oh, that is
0: say, Colin, would you tell him please? 30 minutes
2: of sleep a night. He's going to die. I'm trying to keep up with them. I'm like, how do you
5: squeeze all these movies in? I don't, you you need, I mean, that's, that's also 15 years of teaching myself to make movies that helped.
2: Okay. What were you, what were you giving people to watch?
5: Um, Okay. So I made, I I made a list of found footage styles. I, we had desktop present and these were presented to the writers desktop presentation, which is, I I gave them unfriended and searching. Um, uh, Snapchat or text thread, which was more an element. I didn't really have a reference for that. But Zoom Horror, uh, I made everyone... Well, I tried to make everyone watch Host because Host scared the poop out of me. (laughs) Um, um, Also, iPhone coverage, uh, uh, more traditional Blair Witch-type camcorder stuff. And then uh, security, uh, Security System, more like a paranormal activity, which I... Um, once all the writers took the thing that they wanted to write in, then I took security camera and desktop. Oh, I didn't even end up using security camera. We used that in a different one, but I took desktop. That was the one that I knew no one would <laughs> have the patience to develop. So I wanted to try my hand at that one.
2: Dang. I am. Uh, did you see a movie? No, I'm, I'm doing it again. I can't help it with you. Do Ho- no, host came out and it kind of like took over the landscape mm-hmm. because it, it's good i it's really, I, I really like that movie so there's been a couple of other films that came out there was one um what the fuck was it called unfollowed was that it oh
5: yes um, short it, film? Think, wasn't it called wait it was it was a short film you said i know
2: i know what unfollowed is god we showed that
5: fucking there, movie there was one called followed that i tried to watch um that was a kind of a social media influencer type. Yeah. uh, I couldn't finish that one.
2: Followed. uh, Followed we should.
5: Yeah. Followed was from 2018. And it was like the super, the character was insufferable. And I just couldn't make it to the point where he started dying. I was hoping that I could make it, but I couldn't.
2: So here's the thing. Because we do that, the, unnamed footage fest. These are kind of conversations we get into. They get very heated. Now, I was a big defender for Followed because of all the reasons you just uh, expressed. I'm like, this loud, big personality is what a fucking vlogger is. It
5: fits fits thematically, but don't ask me to care about that for an hour and a half.
2: (laughs) Think about it. Well, the type of found footage movie um, we're dealing with in Followed is snuff fiction, where we come in and we're basically watching the lead up to the death of our protagonist. So when you open up and you kind of annoy your whole audience, it's like, okay, cool. Now I'm not going to cry when you die, but I'm actually kind of waiting for it.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. But also like hell house LLC did it so much better. Dude. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the thing with, oh man, I fucking hell house is very close to my heart because like you, that's a film that you recommend to all your like, General basic bitch horror fans. <laughs> <laughs> right? You joke, yeah. hey, go on Amazon Prime. <laughs> here's a safe.
5: <laughs> yeah, like yeah. go watch
2: that. And then they get terrified. Well, the, the clown helps.
5: <laughs> yeah, it, it was all about the clown. That fucking clown, man.
2: Now, did you watch uh, part two or three? Yes. What did you think of those? No. Now, we talked to Stephen Cognetti twice. Ooh. Well, the first time he was on, he talked about how he didn't want to make a found footage movie, but you know, budget restrictions, they kind of pushed him there. And yeah, you can see the negotiation. Like he had a big story. He wanted to tell that he wasn't allowed to, mm-hmm. but the void in the storytelling really fucking helped it.
5: Yeah. The limitations kind of brought it even more out of its shell. Um, and I think that's like, like people that develop movies without any final, style attributed to it that end up having to make a found footage due to limitations and necessity I I think those found footages tend to be stronger than you know some of the found footage like hey let's just make a found footage movie and run through the woods like (laughs) necessity is the mother of like evolution and uh, I feel like Hell House was like and actually I had no idea that he approached it as not a found footage, which I feel made the found footage so much more effective because it wasn't developed with that in mind. It was developed as a story, like a formally told story.
2: For sure. I think it's also like when you're trying to build a production and you have an idea and then it's clear, like, we need to change the framing narrative now. And then you're on location. You can't cancel all these dates. And it's... So, okay, here, I'm going to tie this into D and D a lot of the time when we're faced with like a riddle or some puzzle, right? It's really easy to overthink shit. And a lot of the time your instinct will lead you to the right answer. And I think when you get on set and it's like, well, we got an abandoned house and we have a script and we have an idea, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, time kind of, um, forces you to go with your instinct as opposed to giving you the opportunity to overthink shit. Yep. It just feels so natural. And and to tie this in to try and sell you on Bad Ben, I think it's the same thing going on. Now, when we talked to a uh, Cognetti, he kept saying, "Well, you know, the found footage community kind of found me, and I want to give them another movie." And I remember telling him, "Don't do it, dude." Like,
5: <laughs> <laughs> was this was this before a Lake of Fire?
2: It was it was for part two. Okay. Like he came on to promote. Well, he kind of revealed that he was going to make another one, and I we were just like, dude you don't like now that you think you know it, you'll find out how much you don't like, just make the movie you want to make. Like people are paying attention and then he, he doubled down on it and made a part three and found footage. And again, it's a very similar progression to bad Ben. You'll see how he kind of realized with part two, what worked and what didn't. And then in part three, tried to recreate it. And, and I'll tell you part three, couple like great scares in that movie.
5: Yeah. I think part three is, uh, stronger than part
2: two dude how good was that um that vlogger that goes into the house and he just stares at the steps yeah until the phone like falls Oh, the like the light feed just cut out because the battery died i don't know that thing i think about that kind of regularly
5: yeah no there's like those great small moments that you don't really consider until you're like at like the shoestring minimum of your foundation. But like, yeah. And like th- those types of happy accidents, like you can't script that shit.
2: No, no. Just like you couldn't, you can't bottle, um, ghost like whatever that right. guy. Yeah. I, I don't will like, not be contained. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it wasn't unfollowed. It was unsubscribed.
5: Oh, I haven't seen that one.
2: Okay. Wait, no, this is a different thing. So there was a short film unsubscribed that became the number one, um, box office seller. During the lockdown It was
0: like 38 minutes or something
2: Yeah, it was like a 20 minute short But um, it it happened because they had booked the theater in advance And as all the calendars cleared They had already pre-sold all the tickets So it was just like a weird anomaly Mm -hmm. But it was another Screen life kind of host thing
5: Oh wow, this looks interesting
2: So check that one out And then also, you're going to love this title uh, Colin Control-Alt-Trick-Treat (laughs)
5: <laughs> control alt trick treat yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> now that is a uh i'm gonna go ahead and just say a complete rip off of host okay <laughs> but, but it's not bad
5: all right yeah so that yeah, sounds fun
2: imdb that one i'm not sure where it is um well, i had a friend bring it over on a on a disc drive so i don't know if it's even <laughs> out but it, it says 2020 release
5: okay yeah i'll look into, into it, it
2: well, it also says 29 minutes, and you swear it was an hour. It's an hour and a half. Okay, well, IMDb <laughs> says 29 minutes. So I, get, I feel like we had this exact conversation when I, I reviewed but there's it. There's yeah. a lot of intrigue I, and mystery <laughs> surrounding control plus alt slash trick slash delete. Well, the thing is, they say focus, and then your your peripherals go away, and you had, just have tunnel vision, and you get trapped in this time loop.
5: Ooh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, Colin, so uh, what's the plan from here, man?
5: Uh, Well, we're going to make the next for Awesome Theater. So we're mid-production now on a podcast that we're making our first podcast called Six Things That God Hates. And it's all (laughs) short uh, fiction podcasts based on uh, one of those proverbs from the Bible, which is the six things that God hates, which are pretty hilariously vague sin type things that we brought in six writers to each tackle one of those subjects. Um, and then after that, we're going to make a documentary about the haunted Chinatown tour that a friend of ours is running up in Chinatown. So we're going to make a big spooky documentary in the summer, uh, which will be fun. And
0: be be yeah. very careful with Chinatown. Okay.
5: Oh, we've already done a couple, I've done a couple big projects up there and I love running around up there.
0: All right, just be careful, my I friend. I some yeah. trouble in Chinatown. So yeah, wh-
5: no, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of trouble to be had in Chinatown, um, but it's just it's just the the history of it is so interesting, and especially like the haunted history of it. We did a little uh, promo ten minute video last uh, Halloween, and uh, it's just some of the stories that they have and the locations that they take you to. is just terrifying so we're gonna be doing that in the summer and then hopefully i'll be working on like my own solo feature film um up in washington at the end of the year like november december fingers crossed but we're trying to raise money for that now through my other video company troubleshoot um which would be a kind of fun co-production up in the boonies of washington state but a very creepy kind of deliberately paced dark and the wicked type thing Oh, that gosh. we're hoping to make at the end of the year.
2: Okay, so the first one is it? I when when you mentioned the um, six proverbs or one pro, I don't know how the Bible right. works. Is that are you doing kind of like a, decal- a haven? Yeah, I know. Are you doing kind of like a decalogue thing, where it's like a modern reinterpretation? Or
5: no, it's more just taking the the actual line that God hates. So, like hands that shed innocent blood is one. And so just taking that as a prompt and writing whatever the fuck you want, basically.
0: Just just don't borrow from
2: the Westboro Baptist Church on what. <laughs> no, we, don't
5: worry. We're, we're way past that. <laughs>
2: okay. Now, Haunted Chinatown Tours. Yeah. Now, you're, you're – oh, man. How is it organizing a public event or even like private, but you're out in a public setting in the Bay Area? Now, I know we have a huge compliance rate here, and people are like – Wearing three masks, alone in their car, driving around. Right. I can only imagine people coming out with torches trying to stop the haunted Chinatown tour.
5: Right. Well, I mean, they—they. They, it's mostly outdoor, and uh, the guy that runs the—the the, the two people that run the tour are good friends of Awesome Theater. So basically, what we do is we just film the tour and then sit them down and get like you know talking head stuff from them. We may shoot some reenactment stuff of some of these more <laughs> horrific, like. Things that happen in Chinatown, but we're, we're starting production meetings for that next week. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's easier than I initially thought it would just because the tour is already awesome and completed and we can just kind of add frills to it and make it even, even more interactive and, and more appropriate for film as opposed to walking around at night in Chinatown. With flashlights and hearing scary stories.
2: <laughs> See, I'm just, I'm hearing selectively now. I was thinking that it was a live, I don't know why we would live stream it if you had a live group out there.
5: Oh, that would be cool.
2: I know. And I'm like, I, you know, San Francisco, we have a, there's a pretty um, big community of just tour groups. Like there's a vampire tour that goes on mm-hmm. and you just meet up on the corner and walk around. And yeah. I'm, I'm like, those are coming back. That's a good, sign but yeah know. it's
5: a lot of fun i'm trying to organize like a like an industry tour in the next couple months just so we can have like dedicated tour that we can all just film so if we do that i'll invite you guys you should come on the tour too oh
2: please do like what, what was that haunted boat tour that we had that was promoted everywhere haunted boat yeah do you do you know about that They dude they advertised it like if you went to subway i know any every subway out here would have little coupons for it
5: we're like just out in the bay?
2: It was in the Pier 39.
5: It oh. Was, oh was, it, it was, was it part of like the SF dungeon type thing? Yep, it was SF uh, dungeon. There you go.
2: Yeah, I never did it. Now, I find myself wanting to do all this stuff now that we're like.
5: I know, now that you haven't, it's been robbed from you for a year, even though you didn't want to do it before. Now you do. <laughs>
0: well, we can do the haunted San Bruno tour.
5: Ooh, I'm all about that. Well, I remember when when uh, Russell, when you were driving me back that time when I was up at your place, like we were driving down that hill and we were finding some scary corners of that mountain.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, we can go into the abandoned TGI
2: Friday. Ooh, yeah,
5: they, they tore you. that down. I'll bring a GoPro. It'll be good.
2: <laughs> so, okay, Colin, before we let you go, I have to know. Have any of your three jobs come back?
5: Um, in, um, more like in uh, the, the three employers that I worked for have reached out for specific projects that they need. So I've kind of been working with my older jobs on a contract basis, um, but with, with hoping that as things start to reopen in the next few months, at least one of them will come back. Like I've, I got to a point where I can support myself mostly through like editing videos for people but I would like to get out and like work somewhere, at least part-time.
2: Uh, well, I was for sure. I thought you were just going to be, now nah, I'm done with that shit.
5: Dude, no, how- man, I, there's still a part of me that like, I kind of, I kind of miss having like an office.
2: You're like supporting three companies. You have two production companies. You start in your first role. There's, how do you have time for a regular part-time job?
5: I, I, I well, I'll let you know when I get off. job. <laughs>
2: Colin, I fucking miss you, man, and I can't wait to have you come back over and Yeah, uh, I
5: can't wait either. I still got the movies that I borrowed. They're sitting on like right by the door, ready to go out the second I can go.
2: What the hell did you borrow? I don't even remember.
5: I borrowed Toad Road oh. and uh, Nocturne.
2: What'd you think of Toad Road?
5: Toad Road was interesting I was more interested with the true story About the making of it than the actual movie But it was a really interesting Reference thing Um, I just thought the atmosphere and some of the performances Were really raw and cool I didn't get a chance to do Nocturne yet I'll try to do that
2: Well, I don't even remember what the hell Nocturne is
5: I don't either. It's I feel like it's South American, a bunch of kids. I can't all remember. Clearly that was your pick. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm pretty sure you convinced me to, to borrow it. <laughs>
2: I don't okay. I hope, <laughs> I hope I I, I, Now I Toad don't, Road, don't, that has me written all over. Yeah. yeah. It, well, Toad Road is so cool. It it's one of those movies that you could misremember as a found footage film.
5: Yep.
2: And God, it's like Larry Clark,
5: but like evil and yeah. evil larry clark that's a great way to put it
2: <laughs> well what's good larry clark well yeah that's pretty yeah, much. no larry i
5: mean larry, all larry clark is shady but yeah. like, evil larry clark is cool
2: <laughs> well dude like that true story of like what it's like the actress died the day before the premiere on a real yeah. drug
5: overdose yeah that was messed up
2: and in the movie she plays like the girl next door who gets hooked mm-hmm. on drugs yeah Dude, fucking crazy. St- oh, I'm getting goosebumps. I love it. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, Russell, don't forget that uh, we have a new segment to close out the show.
1: I already forgot. So it's
0: the Randy wrap up.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, Randy, close us out. Uh, Yep. Looking forward to getting back into the theater and theaters. And uh, maybe we'll do one of these uh, Chinatown tours.
5: Yeah. I'll let you guys know when we're finding a fun time to like have a friend tour. Uh, but that'd be super fun.
2: Now, here's the thing. If that really happened, I I guarantee you, we would see video of Randy out there having a great time in Chinatown with Colin, and me and Clark would have no idea it even happened. <laughs> Randy would just be like, oh, I told you. And it would be like, bitch, you went out and had fun without us, which is what happened. <laughs> right, Randy?
1: Yeah. I mean, I tell you a lot of things that you just <laughs> decide to not remember or listen to, so yeah.
2: That's completely fair. That is totally true.
1: Well, Colin, thanks so much, man. This is, uh, it's always fun.
4: And uh, let's have you on sooner than two years, man.
5: Thank you guys. This was super great.